Hello and welcome to another episode of Story Scream Presents Oscar Edition. That's right, we're here to waste your time talking about what we think about what other people think about the movies of 2019, the 92nd Academy Awards. My name is Mike Burge and I will be your gracious host uh, over the next uh, five hours, six hours or so. We're going to edit it down to six. Yeah. And uh, today I am joined by... Bernadette Gorman-White. Hello. And... Rob Bebe, Robbie the Robert Anderson. I hope it's 92nd long Academy Awards. Get it? 92nd, but 90 seconds? It's a pun. A play on words. Oof. Mm. <laughs> I'm Robbie. Hi. Jeez. <laughs> this really are... is going to be six hours <laughs> yeah. long if we keep Director's it up. I'm Jack Haljeski. Jack Haljeski's right there. And of course we have yet... Uh, Diana Demiro. Another good... We're all introduced. We're going to break right in. We've kind of, uh, uh, if this is your first time listening to our Oscars podcast, we kind of break everything down and kind of even things out. Got some big guys up front, some big guys towards the end, some little guys in the middle that we'll try and speed through to try and keep this uh, as tight as possible. So uh, up first is we are going to be talking about Best Supporting Actress. And the nominees are Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Who wants to start with who they think should or could win? Ooh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. A classic shoulda, coulda, woulda. A Ryan Johnson movie. Are we going to go round (laughs) robin? It can be, yeah, sure. So that it's recorded when one of us wins? Gotcha. Into a supercut. I think that Laura Dern, I would like Laura Dern to win. And I also think that she will. She won the Golden Globe. Safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I'm that going was, with Pew. My money's on Pew. Go with Pew. Yeah, uh, Diana? That's, that's who I want to win. So okay. I'm putting it down. And you're voting okay. with your heart, right? What? I'm you're voting. voting with your heart? Voting with my head and my heart and my brain. I want to say right up top, I unfortunately have not yet seen Little Women, so this is going to be a like tough it. one. I think I would like it as well. That's good. But that's why I'm, I also picked Laura Dern, just because I haven't seen Little Women. She's good. But I will say Florence Pugh has had a heck of a year, and I would be happy to see her walk away with the Oscar. Mm-hmm. I also love mm-hmm. Scarlett in JoJo. I agree. I think I prefer that performance to Laura Dern's, but I think Laura Dern's just on the roll. Mm-hmm. And so she's yeah. going to take it. But I would be very happy to see Johansson win this, but my vote is on Dern yeah. for all the money. My uh my vote's also on Dern. I actually think I do like Scarlett Johansson's performance in JoJo Rabbit more than I like her performance in Marriage Story. I still really like her in Marriage Story. Yeah. Um but I'm going to go with Laura Dern. I think her character in that movie is like uh really like shifts the narrative in really important ways like she's very like integral to the plot of that movie i was talking to you guys about Mm -hmm. it before where i was like laura dern i like laura dern and every time i see her in a movie i'm like it's like a hug and i feel warm and i feel safe with her like in star wars i'm like yes great especially uh little woman right yes like you're just like yes like this is so like comforting and then her character in marriage story and just like i don't like you get away don't leave these people alone let them get divorced peacefully apparently she's based on the real lawyer so uh for those those of you who have seen both marriage story and uh little women i've seen some people say that they prefer laura dern in little women over laura dern in marriage story how do you guys feel about that Uh, 
prefer her probably in Marriage Story, personally. She has a stronger performance in Marriage Story, but she's certainly more heartwarming in Little Women. Mm. Yeah. My heart goes to Susan Sarandon as Marmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, Laura Dern's got more of the spotlight on her character in Spotlight. On her, uh, and the Academy loves Spotlight. That's true. We know that. They, they really like that one. stuff. One of their Still haven't movies. seen it. Um, like it's probably fun. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's fine. And it's also like, it is like, not even joking around, like, Laura Dern's performance in Marriage Story, as opposed to her performance in Little Women, I think is way more up the Academy's aisle. Like, that's more mm. kind of what they're looking for. They very rarely... Uh, like nominate these like somber performances, especially when they have an alternative where they're like, but Laura Dern was also this, you know, it's like, mm. it's like Scarlett Joe, like Florence Pugh, Little Women. Yeah. But Florence Pugh, Midsummer. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> but that, they're not going to do that. Right. No. Cowards. Cowards. I would be assuming that the Academy has taste, which right. oh, I'm looking at this Ooh, list. Oh. Throwing, oh. throwing Jack, down the gloves. Jack's coming in hot. <laughs> Green book. The Should Academy we, uh... Awards just deleted their Twitter. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh my God. They got fucking burned. Should we move it along? Uh, yeah. Anybody else have anything else to say on Best Supporting Actress? Good. Moving right along to Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> and the nominees are uh, Thomas Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, neither of which are The Irishman. And Brad Pitt True. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's got to be Pesci. Brad. 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 Who do we want? Who do we think Brad. will win? I think Brad's going to win. You think Brad's going to get it? He won the SAG. He won the Golden Globe. Mm. I think he's going to sweep. I think so, too. I think it's his year. I think he really deserves it, too. I think Leo will get snubbed again, but I think Brad will win. When I first came out of the movie, the first thing that I said to Bernadette, I was like, that is Brad Pitt's best performance of, enti- of his entire career in a career filled with really good character performances. I do love Joe Pesci, and that is a great performance. I, I'm giving it to Pesci. Win. I oh, want I want Brad Pitt to win, but I am out for blood, as we know, because we all mm. win valuable prizes, Brad's depending on who wins by yes. the end of it. And I want, very valuable prizes. I want the valuable prize so bad. Wow, <laughs> The glory. Bernadette keeps getting the valuable prizes, and she won't tell the, me what I it is. I think that you're making the wrong decision here, though. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, this is one of the easy ones. No, Brad, this Brad, is, this Brad, is a win-win exactly for Bebe, because if you guys are right, I'm happy. And if oh, I'm right, yeah. points. Points. <laughs> now, I do True. think, Jack, that Joe Pesci is, I He's think, the best part that. of the Irishman. He's the best. I agree. Yes. I agree Same. with that. He's very good in that Well, I also think De Niro was snubbed, but we'll get to that later. Okay. That is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. You actually <laughs> yeah. have to. You actually have to be in the movie to get nominated. <laughs> they beamed him in for yeah, a satellite. Andy, Andy Serkis doesn't get nominated. Andy Serkis saw a different Planet movie. of the Apes movies. <laughs> is this sure. going to be a dunk sesh on the? Am I going to be the one person no, to like, like for the, the Irishman? I like, I, like, I like the Irishman. Joe too. Pesci yeah. was great. Stick into that. He's he's very cute. I like the Irishman. It's just not true cinema. So you know? is it wow. Joe Pesci or is it Joe Pesci's Marvel nose fanboys over here that gets nominated for the? It's a big nose. Bits, it's great bits, nose. Bits, it's great bits. nose. But is he nominated for both or is it just his nose? I think both. it's him without his nose. His nose, nose. His nose the, got left the, behind. The nose they edited in. Yeah. In post. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scorsese We're is like, I will say I mean the Irish as far as the Irishman goes and the performances in the Irishman between Pesci Pacino and De Niro I think that 
the length of that movie allows for a lot of nonverbal acting. And mm. I think they really, all three of those actors really knock it out of the park and really like convey a lot over a lifetime worth of plot. Yeah. And I really think that that stood out to me performance-wise above anything else I saw this year. It is an interesting thing between Irishman and Avengers Endgame, completely removing – it's just ironic that the conversation around like true cinema and Marvel movies and what Martin Scorsese said. But one of Endgame's biggest advantages is also Irishman's, which is it's so long that they can really take their time with these things and let character moments like transcend and become like emotional and stuff like that. Sure. I mean Endgame has – about 30 characters that it needs to deal with. Yeah. True. Irishman is more three. I mean, there's more sub Yeah, but Irishman's got like 50 years that it needs to deal yes. with as well. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is if Al Pacino goes to sleep the way he does in that movie, <laughs> like Jay falls asleep on that bed, yeah. he's an alien. Well, <laughs> like that is... I don't know I what just, kind I think of Bird acting that lost is. his coffee on the whole table. Coffee through the nose. <laughs> It's good. It's I like a completely really right angle. The okay. Bits. Bits. And also, you know, Tom Hanks is really good in Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That's a hard performance to pull off, and I think he does it lovingly. Thomas Hanks? Thomas Hanks. And Tony Hopkins is really fucking... Both Tony Hopkins <laughs> and, and Johnny Price are really good in The Two Popes. And it, and that is a... Uh. That's like a two-hander kind of thing. Like, that is... That whole movie is really them. And they knock it out of the park. It's like... I think all of the actors and actresses, both supporting and leading, are pretty solid this year. Mm-hmm. Dana, what do you call the the Pope movie? The Two Pope Bus. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's on all, Netflix. That's all I needed. It's, on, it's on Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Hey. I, I will say that supporting, gave it to me. supporting actors, one of the few categories on this sheet here that I probably wouldn't be mad to see any true. of those nominated. Sure. True. Mm. Yeah, I'm with it. But when we that's talk true. about actor, I'll talk that's about who story. would make me mad. Anybody else got anything to say on supporting actors? No, no let's good. move it along. Screenplay's right. tough, so let's get into yeah. it. Yeah, next one we're doing Best Adapted Screenplay. Adapted Screenplay. The nominees are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popas. Yeah, this is tough. I'm going with Little Women. I'm, I'm also, also going, going with Little, little Women. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be unanimous. I, I haven't like, even seen it, but I think yeah. this is the one that the – like if the Academy is going to give Little Women an, an, a big – Award, yeah. mm-hmm. this is going to be the one. I really yeah. love Jojo Rabbit and the Two Popes, but I think that you, it's like pretty evident in Little Women how much Greta Gerwig did to the script. Like, that's like something that you can notice mm-hmm. from having Absolutely. read it, from having yeah. seen other film versions. You're like, oh, she definitely made it it's, her it's version. It's an interesting yeah. adaptation. I didn't realize that Jojo Rabbit was based on. Yeah, what is that book. based on? Kissing uh, Skies. Yeah, ah. it's a oh, book yeah. written by another New Zealander. Huh. Yeah, I'm going uh, with. Jojo Rabbit for this, only because cool. I don't know what the Academy is going to do. Like, I don't yeah. think there's a clear front runner. Totally. Fair and enough. Taika just took the WGA, the Writing Guild of America, award for this. Ooh. So. Good pull. I think they might lean towards him, and that's the one I would like to see walk away. Mm. So I'm going to go with Jojo. But cool. Go against the current for that one. Yeah. Anything else on adapted screenplay? Nothing. I, I picked nope. up. I picked up a copy of the "You Paint Houses" book. Oh yeah, bookstore the other day. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. interesting. It's probably pretty for good. the Irishman. Yeah. It's probably a really good book. Yeah, it would be. I still stand by. I think that'd be a better title for the movie. That I would agree. be cool. I heard "You Paint I Houses" is a 
cool title. Well, technically, it is the title of the movie because yeah. it starts in the beginning. Yeah, like that's the title card, and they don't do the Irishman until the well, end. Well, that's right? that's kind of what makes it a little more like Netflix. Come on, the it's, Irishman it's like, is clearly <laughs> sellable, I guess. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Scorsese wanted it to be at Heard Your Pain Houses, and mm-hmm. I think Netflix wanted it to be the Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, You're man, probably right. When they're the only studio that's going to back your stuff, you kind of got to play ball. Also true. I guess so. Uh, moving on to best original screenplay. This is, this is the hardest one for me yeah. to design. This is the one. Uh, we've got Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time, In Hollywood, and Parasite. I really want Ryan Johnson to win. Fuck yeah. But I think that would be cool. Quentin's going to win. I think I Quentin's going to win, but I'm not going to pick him for today. So I have to decide. For today. <laughs> For today. I'm going to put a little heart next to Ryan Johnson. Not today, today. Quentin. Yeah, yeah, I also think Once Upon a Time, I think Tarantino's going to take this one. Yeah. But this is the one that I want to see him take for this movie. Yeah. When I narrowed it down, I had it down to Marriage Story and Parasite. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Parasite. Mm-hmm. All right. No, no bad choices here, I think. No, no they, this is like one of the... One of the stacked ones, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not a bad choice, but 1917 to me is a little surprising to see. Uh, no, I, I read a little bit of the script, and it's all in the description. It's Everything yeah. is kind of described as it was shot. I would and like it's to see very, that. It's very, like, almost, it's not overtly technical. It, there's still, like, an artistry and, like, a poetry, and that's, like, the best screenplays, they, the descriptions are like that. How do that. they do, like, slug line breaks and things like that? Because that's usually, like, indicative of scene changes, like... Mm-hmm. Setting wise, but like it also is like indicative of like cuts. So are you just yeah. gonna drop slug line break? It, like it's no Explain big deal. Explain to me. At the movie, S- uh, it's like a hotline bling kind of sl- thing. Uh, a slug line Ooh. is basically in a screenplay. It, it's like you're uh, when you're going into a scene, you start off by saying it's in an exterior or interior, and then where it is, and sometimes what time it takes place. Yeah. It could be year, mm-hmm. could be time of day. Typically, you put in day. Sometimes you put in year as well. So mm. then the slug line break is just the beginning, and then the it's rest kind of, of it like is just... yeah, and you can yeah. tell like in the script, like it's usually it's all capital, it's in bold font, and uh, that's what I'm saying. You only need one for 1917. That's kind of the <laughs> no. two. Because no, no, like it's worded, it's worded as like they're they're talking and they're talking and and they walk into and then it would be exterior, exterior uh, or cherry orchard. So that's like, and that was my that's kind of what yes. my question. That's was. what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. their scenes within. They break them down into because obviously all of those things aren't where they actually are where they were shooting right they didn't just go build the gigantic set in one straight no. line they were like we need woods here we need this here then we need a house we got to build a house the movie there. has secret cuts yes in it. Yeah. There are secret mm-hmm. cuts well all i'm saying them. is maybe if they really committed and just did one continuous slug line break it'd be a different story but maybe uh, it would totally maybe. win if they, if they just did it that way my knives are out for this one yeah, Jack. I want Ryan Johnson to win this. I want it too. Cool. I think I it's a it really, really sharp screenplay, and I really hope he gets it. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm where my heart is. One hundred percent. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is uh, Quentin Tarantino's best script. I don't necessarily maybe think it's his best movie, uh, uh, but I think it's his best script that he's ever written, and I think it's it very, very good. Bleeds it off of the screen good. constantly, and he's yeah. o- he's constantly doing things to impress. Uh, I think it's his most personal script. I think it's his most mature. All the things that have been said about it. Uh, I completely was getting all of those feelings the first time I was watching it. And then it felt really good to be kind of, um, I have all that kind of confirmed and validated. But like that was like the read of many a critic and many a people where yeah. they're like, this is up there. Like this is something very special from a very special and unique 
directors, a movie that's very personal and kind of uh, judgmental of like his own ego and everything from a guy who's known for being very egotistical. All of it, I think it lends itself to Leonardo DiCaprio's performance, which we'll talk about, which is him just very much opening up very, it's very Leo performance. And he's kind of almost talking about himself a little bit. And I think all of that was kind of put in there because he wrote it for Leo. He wrote it for Brad. He wrote it for Margot Robbie. Like all of these things kind of go in there. It's just a, it's a good little gumbo of a a It's a film from a veteran on like all aspects. And that's like kind of, I think why it stands out so much. Mm -hmm. I. I think when I pick my choices for like what the Academy actually recognizes, mm-hmm. I'm going to be dunking on the Academy a lot this time because I just don't – I don't think they see that stuff or or I don't think they come to a consensus on that stuff. And I think more often than not, it's a consensus of whatever's safe. It's a hype train for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's who's marketing the hardest for it. Mm-hmm. I think what's upon time in Hollywood is – everything Birch said is true. I also think it's a safe choice. Yes. yes, I think so because it it's kind of the hype. It's like I, a nostalgia yeah. machine for I think the like movie from, industry. Yeah, exactly, and like from the academy, it, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. I think we're all right. It's golden. I think age. In, in its like more like narcissistic lens, it's like could win for that choice. But I also think the movie is very deserving of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But agreed. You know, narcissistic in terms of like how the academy views things. But who fucking knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not us. Not me. Burn does actually. She usually gets the most correct. That's true. I'm pals. Yeah, you're plugged I'm, in. I'm friends with them. <laughs> yeah. So her uncle's the Academy. <laughs> the <laughs> uncle whole Academy. Academy. Uncle Academy. <laughs> uh, anything else on original screenplay? So gold. Guys, cool. Good. Awesome. Good. Next up, we have best animated feature, and nominees are How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story Four. I gotta say, I want I lost my body, but yeah. I think it's gonna go to Missing Link because it's oh, just what? on it's just on a train. It's just That's like, what I over think. Over Toy Story Four, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love Leica though, so that could be cool. Mm. Yeah. I I lost my body is awesome. Though. I lost Have my body. Is seen it? I lost my. I saw the first half of it. I didn't was see. In love. I was very into it. I didn't but see. Not enough I've, to I've see heard the a lot of good things about Klaus too, though. I've also been hearing good things about Klaus, which uh, I didn't see. The trailer of Klaus, the animation of it looks fucking wild. The animation's yeah. super crazy. cool. I watched the first half of Klaus and was pretty bored. So okay. Um, okay. That's fair. why you didn't watch the second fair. half of Klaus. I didn't watch okay. the second half of Klaus. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll go in Toy Story 4. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's safe. Um, but I'm, I'm almost reconsidering hearing what you guys are saying about Missing Link. But Toy Story, I also kind of want. I want Lost My Body to win because I think Lost My Body is a feat. Did Kubo... Or it's a hand, really. But, uh... (laughs) Kubo? Did Kubo win when Kubo came out? I don't think so. No, it didn't. And I wanted it to. Yeah. No, it didn't. So, you know what? I'm going to go Missing Link as well. All right. And I liked I Lost My Body, but I'm not going to pick it this time. Mm -hmm. It's on my list. I feel like this is the first time in a while there's been more of an art forward animated picture on yes. this list. Well, That's this cool. is also the first time that there's been a full five in a while. No yeah. Frozen 2! That's true as well. So yeah. They usually like keep it down to like three. It's one of those ones, but this year they were just like... Gotta give it five. Klaus. 
I also turn your dragon. Yeah. Mm. I do think like now that I'm re- remembering Toy Story Four, that movie looks fucking crazy. Yeah, like the does. rain scene, yes, like the yeah. intro scene, like it insane. makes my eyeballs melt out of my head. I'm like, I can't believe it looks like this. <laughs> I would not be upset if Toy Story Four won, no. but I am going for I Lost My Body because yeah. it right. is a Chef's Kiss. Yeah, so it, it was one of like the last like. There was three movies that I kicked off my top nineteen. I know I'm a monster. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I lost my body was one of them, and it was really hard. I like I gutturally groaned as I like X'd it out. Mm. It is I know pretty that feeling. It is pretty funny to me that Frozen Two I haven't seen either of these movies, but yeah. Frozen Two is not on this list. And How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, hey, which man. is a movie I have never heard of. Yo, yeah. How to Train Yo, Your Dragon movies, you think you're movies, I know, but isn't it like the fifth one? It's, it's the, the third, third one. one I, to a trilogy. It's I, uh, the ending. I like, I like the other two. I haven't okay. seen this one yet, though, so I can't vouch for it. I want to see them. Everyone says I would love them, yes, as I am a connoisseur oh, of animation. Yeah. Watch the first one. Jake like Rochelle yeah, is the voice. It's good. The second one has... Like hardcore Burge vibes. Like you watch that movie, and you're just like, yeah, Mike yeah. Burge likes the this movie. The first one gotcha. too. The dragon deeply reminds me of a cat that used to live Aww. with Mike and Brian. Aww. Oh yeah, dumb cat. <laughs> dumb cat. She's mean, but then you tame her, and she's sweet. And then she's nice. Yeah, I Jack, like uh, SNL, and everyone. SNL just did a skit, and it was a Frozen Two skit. And Kate McKinnon's like explaining the plot, and she like is laughing. She's breaking character, and she was like, "I think this is a bad movie." Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. I, didn't I see haven't it. seen That's it. Uh, That's funny. I do want to see it. Yeah. So, Jack, what do you think? Uh, you can put me down for Toy Story Four. Okay. But I haven't seen any of the other ones besides Half of Klaus, and Klaus ain't gonna win it. Over Half of Klaus 4. is not an Oscar. No, it's not gonna do it. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Good on animated? Mm. All right. Moving right along. We're talking best international feature film, which <laughs> is fun because now it's no longer best foreign <laughs> film. What's, best why international is that, feature what's film. What's different? It's it's just the title is like, it doesn't have to, it's like foreign makes it seem as if like, you know. Othering. And, yeah. Okay. It's like best international feature film. It's yeah. not right. from this nation. It's international. It's I'm ba- into this re- baby steps. rebranding. It's baby baby steps. steps. Yeah. I get, I get that sentiment, but foreign film just has such a like, it it's does. always just been foreign films. Alliteration mm-hmm. is always fun. You know. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> one, one world, one people. Yeah. Uh, baby steps. That live on different nations. Uh, and the nominees are uh, Corpus Christi from Poland, Honeyland from North Macedonia, Le Miserable from France, Pain and Glory, uh, Dollar Ye Gloria from Spain, and Parasite from South Korea. I'm going Parasite. Parasite as well for me. So, in my perfect world, Pain and and Glory wins international feature, Mm. and then Parasite wins actual feature. That is So, I'm just going to go with that. So, Pain and Glory. That is exactly my sentiment as well. In my perfect world, I think actually Parasite wins both and is the first one to ever do that. That's cool. But I think it's much more likely... I think it's more likely that they get... that, That Pain and Glory gets... Uh, international and Parasite gets best picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had written down that I wanted Parasite, but yeah, I want Pain and Glory. You're changing? Yeah. Just because I'm like, Pain and Glory is real good. And technically I like Parasite more than Pain and Glory. It's higher on my list and stuff. True. I think that Pain and Glory is just uh, such a sweet film and Parasite is up for a lot of other uh, pretty interesting things. And 
my mentality is like one Oscar is worth the same as everything else. Like the rewards are the same. It doesn't matter if it's best picture or best screenplay. You get an Oscar. You won. Yeah. Uh, so kind of spreading it out right there. I do think that Parasite will win, but I'm going to go for Pain and Glory cool. as mine. Okay. I mean, I, I think the more likely scenario is Parasite's going to win foreign and then something else will win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that to be the case. Right. Yeah. Fair. It would be cool if it won both. That would be cool. Huh? Definitely. I'm seeing the Hail Mary. I think it, I think it could. I mean, that'd be... But we'll get there. That yeah. would be pretty intense. It'd be wild. I don't think any movie has. I don't. I no. can't speak for the hype within like the actual circuit of pushing the the, the campaigns for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any single movie has as much hype behind it this year as Parasite yeah, does. Yeah, Parasite was a yeah. wild machine. Yeah, yeah. And but again, this is kind of like how awesome is that? We were talking. It's cool like as fuck. I fucking love that, it. That like never happened. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about the year uh, that Life is Beautiful got nominated for both. Uh, foreign film then and best picture mm-hmm. and they were like you yeah. give that best foreign film and then that opens it up that you can give the other one to anybody else and I think that was the same year as like Saving Private Ryan or something and something really weird took it from Saving Private Ryan which mm-hmm. I'm like mad about but I can't remember what it is so I'm not mad anymore I mean Roma yeah. same, it was the same scenario with Roma say, like, last Shakespeare year Shakespeare and Love it was Shakespeare and Love Wasn't thanks it? Bernadette yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm mad again yep. I'm pissed yeah. yeah it was a weird year yeah it was a weird year <laughs> I think they did not, not know what to do I still like <laughs> no. that movie they were confused the crazy thing I think about Parasite or one of the things I'm thinking about right now is how Parasite since it came out or a little bit before because it like you know was in the festival circuit and stuff has dominated the conversation in like talking about film, film conversations. But I think the movie that used to dominate it in the earlier part of the year is The Farewell. Yeah. And it's fucking nowhere. Yeah. And I do, and like you guys can agree like that was the mo- that was the talked yeah. about movie in the first half of the year. Like, and people I, were talking about I read Farewell. A, uh, like an interesting quote from the director and she was saying that um she really felt like she was in this weird spot because you know, she's Chinese-American, and she's, yeah. she's like, the movie takes place in China. And so it's sort of this weird, like, people want to put it in either international or American. Like, they didn't know where to put it. And right. so then it kind of got, like, left out because of that in some cases. Uh, which because is Because of that shuffling. It kinda yeah, does. just sort of, like, it doesn't fit perfectly in the standard, you know. And, yeah. and there was, like, an interesting clip about um, if a larger studio had taken the movie over how they wanted this. to yeah. yeah make mm-hmm. it more of like a romantic comedy and oh. you know and she was like no I don't want to do it yeah. like that she has another interesting quote about um like distributing on Netflix and stuff like that she's yeah. like no I want to distribute it in theaters because yes. for like a newer director or like for a director like where she's at like it, it has more impact than to put it on a streaming service whereas like someone like Scorsese can put a movie of his on a streaming service and be very successful because his name has has more clout. He's been in the industry way longer, you know? Right. It's a shame to hear about that Chinese-American and it getting lost because it wasn't even really pushed in China because it was a story that the Chinese people couldn't relate to. Yeah. It was a story that Americans related to, but not the Chinese because that's just not a part of their culture to get so emotionally invested. Right. It's kind of the point, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. because they didn't push it in that country at all. Right. Yeah. So it should have been viewed more as an American film, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting because uh, they were talking about how even though it takes place in China, how there's like a very similar culture of kind of like lying about your elders getting sick mm. in a lot of different cultures, how everybody yeah. does it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? <laughs> 
huh. it's just like America that decides we have to be very honest about everything. Really honest so much that I, like might kill the person, kill their spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on international feature film? All right, then let's move on to the shorties. Shorties. Uh, we're talking best short animated. Uh, we have daughter, hair love, Kitbull, memorable, and sister. Oh man, I really loved all of these. Yeah, yeah I saw, I saw all these too. I loved every single one. They're great. But the one that I would like to see win is Memorable. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. That Dealing is with dementia. Me as well. Put me down yes. as that. Yeah. So it's cool because I really liked Hair Love and Kitbull. Those are your two Ds. The rest of them are cool stop motion animation. Sister was cool. It like used all like felted wool, like babies and stuff like that. It was pretty awesome. Daughter was like super depressing and dark and weird. Paper mache. Paper mache. And paint and <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what do you think? Memorable was like sort of clay and paper. Clay mm-hmm. and paint. And it was oil. really cool. Yeah. And it was really sad. Yeah, they were all really good, but I'm picking memorable just because there was there's a moment in memorable that's magic. It's mm-hmm. just like immediately you're just like, oh shit, okay, yes, this is really good, and they did it in like like five minutes. It's one of the shortest ones. Too. Yeah, it just deals with like a painter and his wife, and the painter is gradually losing his memory through the course of the cartoon. Oh god! And so he terrible. forgets what certain things are, and then. He's drawing himself reminders of what things are. And there's, it's just cool because the presentation of him physically mm-hmm. changes as his memory is changing. Everything's kind of dripping yeah. and dissolving. Very and cool. it's like pretty psychedelic at times. It's really sweet. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I have not had a chance to see uh, any of the shorts, so I'm also going with... The one you guys said. Kitbull is nice. adorable and it's on Disney Plus. Hair Love you can find on YouTube. Also yeah. adorable. I would like to see them here if I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to find the time. I would definitely at least try and check out the animated here because it's yeah. a crisp like hour and a half and yeah, they're all the amazing side. so mm-hmm. it's like you get like five really awesome stories all at once and it's not right. that much time. You get busy boy. If you want a good a cry, busy boy. you'll get it out. Good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with sister or sister. Just put me across the board there. I can't. Yeah, I haven't committing. seen. I've not seen any of the animated live action or. I like um, your gut. Animated or live action shorts. So. Sister was very cute. That's not a bad choice. All right. Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> uh, good to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on to best short live action. We have Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. Do you want to give like quick blurbs of what they're about, sort of? Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you? Yeah. Since I actually saw these, mm-hmm. I can it. tell you I didn't see any of the documentaries, unfortunately. Um, well, Burn watched the documentary, so she can. All she right, can take can that she'll lay it down. Yeah. Quick blurbs on so, that. So, my vote's going to be for Brotherhood, which I found really compelling because it kind of deals with like the ideas of terrorism. And Muslims being terrorists, but not in America. It's it's in Tunisia, and it's a brother that comes home who went to Syria, and it's kind of like how the rest of his family welcomes him back and has, like, these preconceived notions about him being a terrorist, and then kind of just, like, tears their family apart, but it's also, like, him dealing with stuff like Syria not being what he thought it was going to be. Um, it's, yeah, I feel like it's a cool conversation starter to see that in other cultures besides 
Western culture. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, and it's also sad. There, a lot of these are super Sounds sad. Like all the shorts are sad. The shorts yes. are sad. Well, that's how you get nominated. Well, that's how you yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what? Nefta Football Club is pretty fun. That's yeah. like the most lighthearted of them. All right. It's like a kid and his brother find a shitload of drugs. No, Ooh, that sounds drugs. Fun. And a drug mule through the desert that's listening to music. Literal drug mule. Yeah, a real mm. drug mule that's got headphones on that <laughs> is trained to come home when it hears Adele, but they didn't put Adele on, so it's wandering in the desert. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's very good. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, re- it's, it's really good, and it's what happens to the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I probably have the most excited, excitement for, for like if that person could make like a feature length. There's a lot of attitude yes. and a lot of it's fun. It's really there. fun. Mm-hmm. There's a unique voice inside there that's really good. Not that any of these, all of these don't have unique yeah. voices, but that was the one that really aligned excited with you. my tastes uh, specifically. When do you guys want to talk about the neighbor's window? Uh, well, the Neighbor's Window was my choice, so I can talk about that one. Yeah. That was the one, and I was talking to Bernadette about it. So where I was like, I watched all the animateds, and then I watched all the live actions back to back, and the neighbor, the Neighbor's Window was the last one, and all the other ones are very sad and very emotional, but none of them broke me, and the Neighbor's Window starts out very funny and lighthearted, so I kind of was like, ah, good, finally. And so I kind of opened my the doors to my soul to it to like to, to be healed by its humor and then it's got a nice little Just punch at the end and right it got out. me i shed a tear and that's why i'm kind of like as i like a lot of these but i'm gonna go with neighbor's window because it got that emotional pull out of me even if it was just because of my personal situations and how i ingested these that made it happen it was i think it's very well made short and it's again something i'd be really excited to see what that person could do uh, being able to direct like a full length story. Cool. I can talk about Saria uh, really quickly um, because that's my choice. That it's, was excellent. Yeah. It's about a prison, a children's prison in Guatemala, and this young girl, Saria, she and her sister are there, and Saria has this wild plan to try to escape the prison. And it's about her determination and her spunk. And, um, they kind it's, of describe it as being an orphanage, but it really but is a like a straight-up yeah. prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the terrible things happen in this prison, this orphanage, detention center, whatever you want to call it. And it does also pack a punch. It's a live-action film that isn't a documentary, but it is based on real-life events. Yeah. And it was maddening to find out about so many things during these shorts that I don't feel got any U.S news coverage at all yeah so a lot of these things i didn't know about died and it was just (laughs) devastating but i think the little actress in saria was amazing so i would like to see it go home with that yeah but sounds like a lot of good shorts yeah Yeah. the shorts were good i would go see them again they were really good Hmm. and burge can i hear why you didn't like a sister so a sister um, and Diana did some digging and was able to kind of pull up exactly why this did is going on. Did that change your mind? Was v- no. Um, <laughs> so a sister starts, and Plainly. a sister, I'm going to lean into this real quick, and I, I swear we won't take too long on it. Uh, a sister is about a uh, 911 operator uh, getting a call from a woman who is in a van with uh, a dangerous man uh, and is pretending to be on the phone with her sister, talking to her daughter, attempting to speak in code to help them transfix exactly where they are to be able to save her. Uh Now, to anybody out there, if this sounds familiar, that is the exact same plot as last year's 2018's The Guilty, 
which was oh. on my top list. Mm. It is the exact same story. They use the they use exact same shots. They use exact same like wordings, setups, and situations. Oh, see, I didn't know you said that they really use a lot of shots. They, well, the okay. main difference is is uh, the guilty is a bottle movie. It all takes place only in the nine one one office, and he moves from the public office to a personal office to a restroom. But you always stay with the operator. And you never go into the truck. You only ever hear what's happening, what's going on. And obviously it's longer than 10 minutes because it's a full-length movie. But in A Sister, you cut back and forth in between. And so there is a little bit of something new that's there where you get to see that. But the stuff that you cut to in the truck is mainly from the back seat and stuff like that. So it's very isolated. There's still like an artistry to it. It's not badly made. But the whole time I was like – this is already a movie. They made this movie two years ago. Hmm. This is a movie. It's like the exact same thing. And Diana found out. It's based on a real thing. They are both based on a real real 911 thing from 2010. So in in Utah where a woman called 911 and pretended she was talking to her sister and she was in the car with her rapist. Is it possible that they were developed simultaneously and one way for the other? what I said. I was thinking so, but also like The Guilty came out a long time ago. Like it didn't come out towards the end of 2018. Like it came out early. Okay. And like it was like a big sweep. Like it was obviously I think out there already before this. I'm not saying that they stole the idea now knowing that it's based off a true story. Makes more sense. That's not the question at all. Yeah. I was more just like Surprise. They already did this. Maybe do your research a little bit. Well, or... and it's like, it, and it, you know, they make, uh, you know, the nine one one operator in a sister is a woman, and he it is a man in the guilty, mm-hmm. and he's got like a whole like oh he's off the street because of something, and there's like a, a plot that goes through there, and then this one it's just very much about the connectivity and the connection between these characters and stuff. It's very good, but it just kind of I was like, watch the guilty. The guilty is a really <laughs> really good movie. Hmm. I would say. Of the shorts, this is probably my least favorite. Not because it's bad or, and I haven't seen The Guilty. I would just say, you know, it was like the less, uh, the least emotionally impactful of the ones I thought. But that could be just me. Somebody else, that might really sit with them. So I just realized, Diana, you've got all the tomato meter. Uh, numbers right on your ballot here. And I think yeah. personally that's cheating. Well, oh, you know what? You know what's her. also cheating is that I did this while I was at work getting paid to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars has a rotten score. Star Wars is one of the only ones with a rotten oh, no. score. On there. I paid no attention Dang. to the man behind the curtain. Lion King's got a rotten score. Oh, hey, I paid no attention to these when I was doing it. Yeah, but uh, Skywalker's got also got one of the higher audience scores, so that's I fun. Nightmare. I that. uh, I'm going learn. with Saria. Okay. Because uh, Bernadette chose it. Oh, Good call. And, uh, I'm out for blood. <laughs> <laughs> we go, go down, down together. together. <laughs> Good. Is that Very everybody? Nice. I think and so. I think Jack needs. Oh yeah, he did a sister. Ah. Sister or sister? Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. I can't sister. listen. I'm not gonna leave that on the table. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot. If I had seen any of these things, maybe that would have swayed my mind. But <laughs> sure. from a completely neutral <laughs> Seems position, like that it would maybe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Then we got the best documentary short and burn. Do you want to take this one? Because you, you're the only yeah. one here, I think. Has anybody else seen any of them? No. no. I wasn't able to I'm get sorry. to them either. Yeah. Okay. I, I read what they were about just quickly. So I might get uh, timelines incorrect, but In the Absence is about a ferry that went down in uh, Korea, and it take it tells a story about how 
the rescue team was more concerned with reporting on it than actually rescuing anyone. It's fucked up. And how that impacted... And it was like a lot of teenagers, A lot of teenagers, a lot of students. I remember that being in the news, actually. Yeah. Briefly. It it was heartbreaking to watch this ferry go down and see how it was handled. Um, Learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. That takes place in Afghanistan, and it's about this place called Skatistan, which they take children, especially girls, from poor communities and teach them, A, but also while they're teaching them, they teach them how to skateboard to help increase their confidence just in life. I love it. That one's got my vote just because. Seriously. Fuck yeah. Cool. I'll mark you down. It's uh, it's punk rock. Um, Life Overtakes Me takes place in Sweden. It's about Sweden and the refugees that they take in from other countries. But these other families, it follows three different families that have children who go through a syndrome called, I'm going to forget the name of the syndrome. It's basically where the children just come become completely despondent with life. They can still breathe. They can still eat. But they're like in essentially a coma. Oh. And it's because their families have dealt with such trauma during the escape of their country and then constantly battling deportation in Sweden. Uh. And these children, some of them haven't come out of this syndrome yet. Some of them have. But over 200 cases were reported since wow, like geez. 2016. Oh. Of all these I don't think kids. I've ever heard of anything like that. It's insane. Wow. Um, St. Louis Superman is about a young man who ran to become a representative, a state representative for Missouri. And he's amazing. He had a brother who was shot in gun violence when he was really young. And it's about his getting a bill passed to recognize gun violence in youth as an epidemic. That's awesome. And how he has interfaced with his city, but also kind of fighting his community as well because his community thinks that he's a sellout. And so it's kind of that dichotomy between choosing to run with like a very white government, even though you're a black man. Mm. Um, But it was very good. And Walk Run Cha Cha is about two immigrants from Vietnam who came to LA and they're in their sixties or seventies at this point. And they met, they were together for six months, fell in love in Vietnam The man got out with his family and the wife, well, the soon-to-be wife, couldn't come over until six years later. So they really lost a lot of that physical connection, but they really wanted to stay in touch. And so now that their children are out of the house, um, they do dance lessons and they compete in cha-cha tournaments. That's awesome. And it's very cute to see how that's how they chose to reconnect, even though they've been married for years. And they're all very cute. All the dancers are. Adorable. I need to see all of these. <laughs> My vote is also learning to skateboard in a war zone. Me too. Put it down. Same. <laughs> well, that's me too because I'm okay. down already. Because when I haven't seen any from a thing, I go with the one with the coolest name. Yep. <laughs> a book by its cover. That's mm-hmm. it. They that definitely... one's that one's a wash for us. Yeah. yeah. No matter what happens, none yeah, of us. Yeah, we're all in it together. Out. There's yeah. gonna be a lot of yippies or a lot of groans. I think they did the best job of interfacing with the families and telling the story from the school's perspective and also giving you an overlay of what it's like to live in Afghanistan at the moment. So I think that they did the best job of incorporating all of the information to tell an actual story that's very compelling. Hmm. I thought it was the most well-made documentary short, cool. but I liked them all. Also, sick skateboard tricks, I reckon, which always big with the Academy. 
<laughs> of course. Yeah, he loves a good skateboard trick. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Hopkins, pro skater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right there. Yes. Starts out, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's, cra- that's, uh, that's Crazy Taxi. That's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. What's a. Damn. What is the Tony Hawk Any, any like it's ska, but also that's it. That's the one. Here I am. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Best film editing, and the nominees are Ford v Ferrari, Dawn of Justice. The Irishman, <laughs> Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. I'm disappointed that I didn't see Ford v. Ferrari. Shame. Yet. I feel like it could take it. It's cool. But how's the editing <laughs> in it? That's cool. Right. I All vote right. Parasite. This is one that I give I to The Irishman. I also vote Parasite. Uh, yeah. Uh, because uh, I think Jeremy Kolodzewski, a uh, fan of the show, uh, set a contributor and just absolute <laughs> snack of a human being. It's true, um, he is so fucking hot. Yeah, he's, he's oh a hot boy. Uh, he uh, very uh, astutely pointed out that only someone like Shoemaker could edit together the flow of a three-hour movie and make it just slide on through. Like, yep. and, to, and she's one of the best working out there. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal job that she did, and it's the one that really kind of stands out to me. Parasite is a very well edited movie. Yes, as hell well. yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, if I'm going to, like, I like to spread my love around with my picks, and The Irishman isn't really getting too much more around there, just because it's up against some really crazy stuff. And mm-hmm. I think editing is where I'm I'm very comfortable throwing my hat in that. I'm rain. going Irishman as well. Yeah. You convinced me, Mike Birch. Me too. Girls I, I, I have it down boys. already. Girls versus boys. <laughs> I, I'm with you too, Diana. For yeah, Parasite. but who knows? Who, who knows? knows? But I'm Parasite in it, is very well. I'm in it for the same reason as Burge. Like I think, I think the Irishman is probably going to get pretty heavily snubbed. Yeah. Um, when it comes to this year's Academy Awards, and I think film editing definitely is one of the more likely categories mm-hmm. that it will win. And it might be a, a hot take and stuff, and I mean no disrespect to the people that put work into the Irishman or the people who really like it. I think that this year is loaded with some truly remarkable work. And mm. I think, personally, I think The Irishman is good. I think it's well made. I think everybody involved in it is – I think it's a very, very good movie. In a in a year that didn't have as many insane masterpieces, Irishman would be at the top of my list mm-hmm. because it's the type of movie that I really like. But, unfortunately, we did have a year where Tarantino made his masterpiece and Bong Joon-ho made a masterpiece and yeah. Lulu Wang made a masterpiece. That doesn't matter here, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's these things <laughs> – where it's like the Irishman is up against some pretty heavy hitters and all the things that it got nominated for technically and in front of the camera. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. But who knows? Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> uh, that everybody got theirs in? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving right along then to looking for it. Sound mixing. Sound mixing. Uh, and the nominees are Ad Astra, Ford v. Ferrari, Dawn of Justice, Joker, 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> I want to give it to 1917, but I haven't seen Ad Astra or Reverse Ferrari, which I feel like could also be contenders in this category mm-hmm. as well. But I'm going to go 1917. Me too. So right? I know you were joking Hell around yeah. about them awarding them to both, but this year I actually feel like 
I do want it to both go to 1917. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because the making the sounds and then what is done with the sounds, I think 1917 kills it for both. And do you want to just, for our audience, once again, <laughs> define the difference between the two categories? I always get them confused. So sound mixing is what is done with the sound, mm -hmm. whereas sound editing is either recording or making the sounds. The full like and a, it's confusing because like those two things it are... It seems like it should be the other but way. It, but it also makes sense because you're editing a bunch of sounds together to yeah. create one sound, and then you're taking all those sounds and mixing them properly right. for the movie. Like, That's kind of how you can about try it and remember. In terms that, of music, okay. mixing makes more sense that you're okay. putting it all together. I stand by the, the yeah. sentiment that the Academy itself does not know the difference yeah, between they the two, so they attention. just awarded to the same movie, uh, and it's easy. Well, the people who vote on sound mixing and sound editing are people who have won Academy Awards for sound mixing and sound editing. So, so they maybe know, not. but there's not a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, there's, I think there's only a couple of them. Two of them get to decide. Yeah. Well, did Bohemian take home both last year? <laughs> Unfortunately. I think so, yeah. Oh, Which is ridiculous. <laughs> so you can't... Um, experience does not uh, mean no, taste. No, not, 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 I guess not. Um, I think you could probably interchangeably give this to 1917 or Ford v Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Um, am I the only one that's seen? I think Ford? so. I think you oh, are, which is yeah. crazy. Wow. I was okay. going to ask uh, Bernadette what the what the stats are with Ford v Ferrari as far as like other Globes stuff. and other awards. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's won anything. I don't think yet. it's yeah. doing that much. It's yeah. funny because mm -hmm. when that was coming out, everyone was I just was like, sports, it's going to get yeah. Oscars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to give then this is what I've written down here, and I'm, I think I'm now even now that you've explained it again, yeah. I think I'm going to stick with it. I think I'm going to give mixing to Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Right on. Cool. And then probably editing, I would say 1917. Cool. But Respect. I think those two are probably the Making most likely. Making all the squishy and explosion-y sounds. Burge, you yeah. saw Ed Astro, right? Yeah, I uh, saw we, it too. We, we, oh, you did see it? Together. What do you guys think? Uh, In that category. Fine. I just didn't in like it as much as I thought I would yeah. in general. Uh, but in that category, I would say 1917 stronger. And I would imagine Ford v. Ferrari stronger. Fair enough. I will say the reason I think um, I, I would lean towards Ford v. Ferrari for sound mixing is largely because Ford v. Ferrari gave me a lot of the same kind of vibe as... Um, First Man. First Man. Thank oh, you. And that very kind cool. of like being in this vehicle that feels like it is could fly apart at any moment. Like mm -hmm. they really evoke that. And I think sound is a huge part of that. Yeah. yeah. Makes but the experience. Fuck if I know because they didn't give any awards to that movie last year. Yeah. So. First Man deserved fucking anything last year. Mm -hmm. as the sound ones. Mm -hmm. I agree. <sighs> well, but you know, they had to mix in and the lip syncing for. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, Rami Malek made, Rami. made songs. Uh -huh. mm. Rami Malek made songs. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, this is the music movie. This is the music this movie. about music. This is the music movie. Take, take my vote. Oh. Uh, <laughs> since we're also talking about sound, sound editing at the same time, the nominees for that are the same for V. Ferrari, Joker, uh. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But we are losing Ad Astra and we're getting ourselves a Star Wars. A Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. Kept the space I mean, theme. I always do like the, the lightsaber I'm sounds. I'm 1917 on the, both. The, yeah, uh, me too. I'm me also too, 1917 on both. The technical prowess between okay. me too as well. in my least favorite Star Wars movie is still very good. Yes. Um, the reasons Agreed. I don't like it is certainly not because of the way the sound was edited. 
No, I think it sounds very nice. I think it sounds mm-hmm. very nice. I think it looks pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it sounds or looks just like a Star Wars, and I don't think yeah. it, anything about it makes it stand out. I think out. it's hard to even hit that, though. I think that's an achievement in in a sense, mm-hmm. you know? It's After like 40 years Williams of Star Wars? Score. It's like, it always sounds like Star Wars, but that's what you want. That's, so that's, that's like, what you're that's, going there for, yeah. That's You're going to McDonald's because you want the Big Mac. You're not well, going there because you want a burger. We'll talk yeah, about you know score mm-hmm. soon, I think but... This, these are the two categories, to me, that I'm just, like, really shocked about Joker even being in here. It's out I of think place. Parasite had more interesting sound in it than Joker, and probably a few other films, if I had to think. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, I think even yeah. Jojo Once Rabbit, the way that too. they mix, like, the soundtrack in there and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. That might be a little bit out of my depth in terms of, like, this category, but, like... Sure. I mean, you know, we'll get to more Joker stuff later, and I'm not the biggest fan of it, but if I, even though I was being, like, unbiased, its place in these categories is, is odd. It's just a little strange. Yeah, for sure. Good on the sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds great. Moving <laughs> right along to best costume design. Uh, we have uh, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, and I pick Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for that one because I like the way everyone is dressed in that movie a lot. I think I'm going Little Women. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was between that or Jojo. I do really like the costumes in Jojo. So... I think Little Women will win, but I, I'm picking JoJo because I really liked right. the, the costumes. I, Sam Rockwell, fuck, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> if, if it was an award for Beautiful. the best costume, singular. Glittery Nazi, Sam Rockwell, go for 100%, it. Absolutely, yeah, yes. I love it. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And all of Scarlett Johansson's outfits. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks, she looks nice. <laughs> yeah, I chose Little Women because I do think that costuming is phenomenal it really that is film, yeah. and it really does transport you more than anything i think so in that too. film to that time mm-hmm. and that's like the touchstone that tethers you to that world more so than the acting in the story or yeah. anything else i want one of those cool lady blazers mm, yeah. we can make that happen. one of the yeah. characters is yeah. very intrinsically tied to cloth and clothing mm-hmm. as a character arc is apparently true <laughs> yeah. true weird choice but yes you're right just saying Get a uh, Little Women seems like the the most Academy choice Hoop out of these ones. Hoop they like dresses. Skirts. Yeah, I'm probably gonna lose this one. I I won't be disappointed. And if there's women more wins. than a few dresses in that movie. I would assume so. You. Yeah, because everybody's wearing clothes in that movie. Oh, good. <laughs> a lot of them are women, and they're wearing dresses because right. it is the 1800s. I like Florence Pugh's final dress. No spoilers, sorry. Oh, jeez. Her final dress in the The movie, I think, is pretty pretty legit. She does have, her clothing has arcs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Everybody does, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, why it's an interesting nomination, because there is kind of a a stepping stone of all of Mm, the... She's going to win. Especially because a lot of times, like, the, like, you know, makeup and stuff doesn't always elevate them to, like, where their ages are at different points in the story, but the clothing always does. The clothes they have chosen to wear, yep. Yep. It was also very cool to see Sersha and Timothy as Laurie and Joe swap vests and swap clothing items yeah. throughout the film. Oh, that's, never never that's cool. Alluded really to. That. It's just if right. you notice it, you notice it, which yeah. is very cool. Yeah. So I'm into that. Little Woman Slaps. It was fun. Yeah. It's a slapper. So it has nothing to do with uh, the awards, as it were, but have you guys, you guys have all seen The Witcher now? Or I know you have, I've Robbie. seen The Witcher. Oh, I haven't. No? I haven't I have seen, seen The Witcher. Just me and you. The fucking. Costume design in that show 
is banging. It's There's really good. a lot no, of cool, it's like really good. cool costumes. Especially because they're like, we can't be Game of Thrones. And they do a great job of that. <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. be Game of Thrones. They can't be Game of Thrones. They want to be Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I, do, mean, they're, I know they're some people didn't void. like the Niflheim armor. No, uh, that stuff is kind of dumb, but there's some, I like, the it. rest of it makes up for it, I think. Well, so I've, I've heard I nothing but good things. I like, yeah. I like it. I really like it, too. It's fun. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I like that they, for HBO, they were like, Daenerys can't have purple eyes. That'll make her very weird and unrelatable. And the Witcher's like, no, the Witcher's, just the Witcher's like, like, pop those contacts yeah. in, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jennifer <laughs> got, got them perps, and yeah. she looked mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone on that show is wearing fake contact eyeballs. Yeah, very that's cool. also true. Yeah. Totally approve. Yeah. Geralt and Katz uh, share some similarities. Mm. What are they? You'll have to find out when you see both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll tell you. They'll tell you. Uh, that's everything, right, for costume? Mm-hmm. I think so, that's yeah. good. Moving right along. Best makeup and hairstyling. We got Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and 1917. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Judy. I'm torn Only... between Bombshell and Judy. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I listened to an Actors on Actors YouTube thing that Variety puts out, and it was Charlize Theron and Adam Driver. And Charlize didn't feel like she could really play the character of Megan Kelly. She wasn't convinced that it was all going to come together until the second time she was in makeup, and the makeup artist put it on her. Because the first time they did it, she said she looks like a young Glenn Close, and she like was not vibing with the character. Interesting. And then the second time that she came in, they made it work, and she was like, oh... Yeah, I think I can do this. Cool. Like, she really looks character. like her. Yeah, like, it like takes you out of it. Very cool. Yeah, I, think, I really like. I that. think Bombshell is like the um, the Gary Oldman uh, like finest <laughs> out, darkest hour kind yeah. of where you're like the makeup is very impressive there, but it's like the most showy kind of yeah. thing. And I I was gonna pick Bombshell, but I went with Judy at the last second. I also went with Judy. I haven't seen Judy, but I've watched the trailer many times, and everybody looks very nice. In that movie, I think also it's, uh, nice. it's a film that takes place over time. So mm-hmm. I think films that have to iterate the design of someone's skin over time is usually a feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one has left that movie saying that that's something that they didn't like. So. Yes, that's why I'm going with Judy as well. That's my You're going Judy. There. I'm yeah. also going Judy. Fuck it, I'll put Bombshell. Fuck All it, right. fuck you guys. Yeah. Middle fingers. I would be yeah. happy with that. Yeah, if Bombshell. Pretty said it. crazy. I don't think it's gonna happen. But. She really looks like her. But yeah, you're right. It's probably not gonna happen. Yeah, but we'll Judy'd be cool. It could go to Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Who yeah. fucking knows, man? Hey, man, they gave it to Suicide Squad. Not yeah, too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. don't, don't knock it. Which is why they're probably gonna give it to Joker this year. Right, where yeah. you go? Is that your yeah. vote? Fucking clown. You want to talk about that? But he takes no, his makeup I, off. No, I think uh, Judy. Judy is probably the most likely win. But I would like to write in here. Um, instead of any of these choices, um, that like 15 second long video of the girl that does her makeup to, and she looks like Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? Yes. No. Yes. Um, that because that's vote? the fucking winner. Yeah. Uh, hot damn. She looks like, she looks like Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. It's wiggity wild. I need to watch that. I really thought you were going to say Honey Boy for Shia LaBeouf's transformation mm-hmm. into his father. Which that's is good also too. very that's good. That's also nice. That's, no, but that yeah. seriously, that TikTok Speaking video is, is, is uh, next level. Yeah, snub. Pretty big snub. That's a huge, huge snub. snub. Oh. Or even Britney Runs a Marathon could have been on here, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, design that went into her 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had a joke that I was going to try and do from the very beginning, and I just only now remembered it where I was going to passively be like, oh, but Midsummer should win this because it could win all of these. It really could win all <laughs> yeah. of them. It could win all of them. You could, just, a... you could just take like three minutes of it and be like, yeah, best short animated. Well, I think the, take the... And like, yeah, best short <laughs> The next action. one, it definitely should have been nominated for. Well. Uh, we got everybody for makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. We did. Well, then let's move on to the one that Midsummer definitely should have at least been fucking nominated for. Yes, uh, is best production design, and the nominees are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Nineteen Seventeen, Once Upon a Time, In Hollywood, and Parasite. Have any of you guys read the article about how they built the house in Parasite? Yeah, it's a, it's a real actual set. Yes, like it's like a, they built a fucking house for the movie. It needed to he wrote it, in a certain way. Yeah, because he wrote it with like, no, it has to be this house in yes. mind. Like he envisioned it beforehand. Some, so of, it CG, par- yeah. some, some of, of it is CG. Some of it is CG. Yeah, but sure. it's a lot of it is they built the created. Sets. So my vote's Parasite. Yeah, I, th- crazy. I think that's a yeah. that's a uh, a strong choice. My vote is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, mm. also good because a lot they, goes into making it. Yes, they, these are all very intense. Yeah. Be that time period. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, even you could say the same about. You really say the same about all of them. To yeah. Be yeah. With you. yeah. I mean, there's awesome sets within the house for Jojo Rabbit. Like, yeah, I love that. The house itself is yeah. like this and kind of character. You yeah, know, it's great. Yeah. Where would you guys think? lighting would fit in is that more of a cinematography cinematography, thing because i think the irishman has the best lighting out of any movie i've seen this year i think there's uh, so many scenes in that movie that are just it's a good argument absolutely (laughs) fucking impeccable amazing lighting and colors yeah um yeah watching the irishman i think my favorite thing about it is how it looks yeah 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 um and i i mean production design must factor in in some way because a lot of that if not, it's actually natural lighting. Like it, the scene is composed. The lighting in the scene comes usually from an exterior window, so it looks like that is that's what's producing that lighting. Um, so I just wanted to shout that out. But I think probably Parasite is a more likely winner because okay. that's also one that I know more about the production design. So true, the veil has been pulled back yeah. a little bit behind that. I mean, you know, you could also make the argument cinematography wise or production design wise with Irishman like. You know, they have all these big cameras and stuff to de-age these actors and stuff. Like, it, it, a lot of the design aspects of a movie like The Irishman are very intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of moves into the next category. Segway? Oh, well, I haven't talked about production yeah. design. Unsegway. On Unsegway. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jeez, guys. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. 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 Nope, I was sorry, just looking seg- at visual the effects, too and smooth. I was like, you guys melty cut face, feisty melt. I, I was um, getting a layup, my uh, bad. B- Bernadette, <laughs> I, I would love to hear what you have to say about best production design, please. I think it's got to go to 1917. And I'm right there with you. Just. I wish we segwayed. Didn't see it coming. The way that movie plays out everything from the vehicles on the road getting stuck in the mud to the houses that were built to that scene where he's falling down the steps and then wakes up in that hell zone you're right that's gonna win everything about it is beautiful and i understand that cinematography as well that's why i have it as that too but the production design what they built to make that movie flow so seamlessly is one of the best things i've ever seen it looks fucking real yeah. and they built yeah. all the trenches and there's like very little things like when they go to the German front line in the very beginning like there's just like burns and stuff where it's like 
like, oh, there's been a battle here. There's like battle worn, lived in kind of stuff. The sort of stuff that makes the original Star Wars trilogy so yeah. cool is that it's like lived in the, the environmental it's not story just like a set for a movie. Yeah. But the production di- design is also not only limited to like settings and stuff like that, but it is pretty much the overall flow of everything and yeah. how things are put together. And I think one of the interesting things about 1917 is that everybody here's seen it. Mm-hmm. So one of the really interesting things about 1917 is that there really isn't any big set piece like in the in terms of the actual setting there's like a, an abandoned barn and there's like an orchard and there's the trenches and there's like a house that he goes into like it's all very basic stuff with the exception of like the city at the end which is just like this huge kind of big epic moment you mean the, like, the, the, like the second act kind of like yes, the flare scene yeah, yeah. I was going to say I'm like I would say that's a yeah, that's a big that's set that's one yeah. that's like yeah, the yeah, one the, yeah. and they built all of these things right. to accommodate the story and the design the and I just think they, they yeah, look so early on. they look so real world yeah. you know they don't look other at all now I would say you guys almost uh, if I if if I wasn't playing kind of nice and already locked out my choice, I, I would say you kind of swayed me a little bit. <laughs> totally. But uh, oh well, I'm gonna go with what I said. Okay. But uh, you guys bought it. That's fucking, some good shit, though. Stand by that house, totally dude. Yeah. Something. No backseat. Yeah. That house and also the the, house the, and the Kim's house, the Kim's house as well, and like the rain scene, the heavy rain yeah. scene. Totally. Oh yeah. Pretty incredible. Very as well. very good. I, I mean, kind of what I was saying about the Irishman. About how it's like a lot of you know different elements coming together to make a movie because that's how movies are fucking made. So I don't even know why I'm bringing it up, but like that's what you guys are saying about <laughs> 1917. It's just like, oh yeah, the cinematography is so good because the production design also had to be so good. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot that goes into movies are hard to make. I, think. I mean, I think between like raw technical prowess, it's would definitely be 1917. But I just think I that for me. Personally, the design of everything that's in Parasite sticks with me. Like, that's such totally. a sense of place. Like, Fair. you're yeah, right. 100%. Absolutely right. 100%. Totally. They nail, like, the World War One setting, which I'm sure is not an easy thing to replicate. Mm. And especially when you're doing it to look like one tracking shot, like, you have to design everything in such a particular way to yeah. pull that off. That's really impressive, technically. But there's just something striking. Like, I can picture that house in my totally, mind. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You know? So no, I'm in one hundred percent agreement with that. Like again, I think all of these have amazing yeah. production designs. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, bouncing on over to best visual effects. Segway. Segway. <laughs> uh, the nominees are Avengers: Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, 1917, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. And 1917 <clears throat> is the same one for this too. I'm just going to yeah. drop that out there. I, I also picked 1917. I think. I, I'm torn between Lion King and Endgame. I drew now, a little heart next to Endgame. Oh, Li- Lion oh, King was the one I was going to pick because how they did it. everything else besides the animals are good. Everything else besides the animals, the grass, the <laughs> yeah. trees, all of that shit looks spookily real. Yeah. And it, it's very cool that they are able to do that. And you've heard it's the stories scary. of how they made it in like a VR headset yes. and all those. It's like... Oh, this is actually like the future of movies, and it's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a nightmare that they could do this. Robot doing your job. Kind of. It's like the algorithm taking over. It, it looks like um, those old documentaries, like the Walking with Dinosaurs documentaries, where they shot it on real locations and then put the CG animals in yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's all CG, which yes. is fucking wild. Which yeah. is the same thing I felt with, like, Jungle Book, where yeah. it was just yeah. like... All of the environments look way better than like these moving, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing because you know lions don't move like that. So no. there's that kind of suspension of disbelief that's really hard to break. 
But you're like, that looks like a fucking tree. And, and I think that's why I would... I would kind of personally be sort of bummed if Lion King won because the actual like visual effects of the characters on screen are just so lifeless and dull. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because I think it kind of goes hand in hand with what they were trying to do, sure. which like sucks. You're just kind of like, hey. yeah. but yeah, I just think from a, a perspective of like the vision of that movie is completely flawed. Like technically, what they pulled off is 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 impressive, but from like an mm-hmm. art perspective, like I think they were just kind of lost from the beginning. It's uh, its pillars don't always gel together. Uh, kind of visual effects, part of visual effects has to be the art as well, yeah. not just the the technical prowess. I'm gonna go, Endgame. All right. <clears throat> Final answer, because I think, I think it's you gotta throw Endgame some fucking clout. You know, you gotta give it something, right? Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. <laughs> but I think you might. Um, I guess you could say the same about Star Wars, but I don't feel that way. I always keep thinking about. The final scene, the and scene. when you see, well, no, when you see the production, like behind the scenes shots of like the final battle, and how like everyone's wearing like half a piece of armor, or like they're just like not, it doesn't. It's like how could this scene be in that movie? Like how the fuck did they do that? And it's because of its visual effects, you know. And I also think that when you're translating years and years and years and decades and decades of comic book artwork and coalescing it into like this aesthetic that is Avengers, like, that's a feat. And also, Smart Hulk, you know, he you gotta make him look good, and he looks great. He looks thirsty as fuck. He yeah. looks thirsty. He's yeah. so thick. He's so thick, this guy. And the yeah. way he holds that taco so tenderly, someone did that in a computer. It's very true. <laughs> computers. There you go. Computers. His, his taco crazy. scene. His taco, his, his taco scene is his, his spaghetti, spaghetti scene. scene. There you go. Agreed. So that's where I'm at. You think I think you are alone, but I like your hey, dedication. That's fine. That's fine. That one, that's a heart. Yes, definitely. That's not blood. Did you say yours? Uh, 1917 as well. Bam. Because even with uh, the fact that when they were doing tracking shots, there would be a truck with, like, on a road, tracking out while they're shooting, and then they'd use the visual effects not to make the practical effects this time. They just used it to CGI out the road that the truck was on while mm-hmm. shooting. That's fucking nuts, yeah. that's too. Cool. And that's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of real artistry around the seams to like really make that. What a what a movie that is, man. That's, that's a hell of a movie. <laughs> I love 1917. Um, you can put me down for 1917 as well. Although, do you think... I like the thought experiment. Do you think there's any chance to give it to the Irishman? You think the the nomination was just kind of like good I try. mean I mean Joker got nominated for a bunch of shit so who knows anything's yeah, possible. Sure. Uh, moving on from visual effects, everybody's got everything right. Mm-hmm. I think so. Going on over to I keep almost saying the number, which wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> not to, to the not to the listener. Like, no, oh, we're moving on to seventeen. <laughs> Follow along. Uh, at we've home done we've done sixteen it. of these, so we're we're almost there. We're seventeen there. Uh, best original song. Uh, I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. What I don't that? know what that is. What the hell is that? You don't remember Breakthrough? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right Go now. Go on, Jack. You don't remember the hit song "I'm Standing with You"? Oh, that's the one with "I'm Standing." I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Into the Unknown from Frozen Two and Stand Up from Harriet. 
I'm going with Rocket Man. I'm Rocket also Man. going with Rocket Man. We the were saying earlier, like seen. that's that's the whole classic oh, uh, no. Academy Award thing is Breakthrough is that one where the kid almost drowns and then everyone prays and he comes back. Oh, it has the actress from This Is Us. Yeah, oh, I remember seeing the trailer and for that, Topher and it was Grace. very awkward in yeah. the theater because <laughs> everyone was like, "What the hell's going on what here?" The fuck? Yes, I'm gonna go with Harriet. Because right. I read that the lead actress composed and performed that song. Mm. Mm. That's pretty cool. Which I think is cool, so why not? I don't think it's going to go to Frozen because they had their time in the sun. <laughs> and it has Ooh. eclipsed. It has <laughs> melted. 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 Yeah. melted. Yeah. <laughs> right there. We are five in right Good now. Job. We are. Right Good job, guys. It's this corner table. It's the corner <laughs> table, yeah. Uh, I'm doing uh, Rocket Man. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, we were talking about how like that's Elton John's to lose. It's like that classic award season thing where it's like that's – Seems to me like that's what they would go for. It's an Academy choice. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Rocket Man's been snubbed pretty much everywhere else, which is a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. I would like to. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, I you'd like that movie. I liked it. So you know yeah. what? Yeah. I liked yeah. it a hell of a lot more than Bohemian Rhapsody. What? Yeah. Crazy. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, it sucks because Bohemian Rhapsody was a good movie. What? And Rocket Man <laughs> is a very good movie. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and one of those is a lie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Another Sphinx lie? riddle. Where's the lie? Uh, is that everybody for those? Mm, yeah. I think no. Jack has oh, wait. A... I don't care. I'm going <laughs> to say, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Go Rockin' Man, dog. Uh, Frozen I don't really two. like music. Frozen two. So, uh-huh. Frozen two. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to say Harriet because I feel like that's okay. just what. Does Toy Story uh, have a song? Gonna... Yeah. I know this yeah. piece of paper I is telling me. You throw yourself away. Remember when Forky is trying to commit suicide? Time and time oh, and that, time again, a montage yeah. and Woody is like, no, no, no. Is it, you is have it to Randy be depressed Newman? Forever. I was say, is it Randy Newman? Forever, you got a friend in garbage. Please don't As kill yourself. Yeah. That's, so, that's a song. Yeah. Always the same song. You got, guys, stop. I do want to say, I do want to say, shout out High Life. My favorite movie of the year got snubbed across the board here. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the songs on the High Life soundtrack is actually sung by Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, good. And it's really cool. Yeah. It's a really good song. So, Is it like a lullaby? Kind of. Oh, yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's it is a good soundtrack. <laughs> Thank you, Burge. For, uh, for the vinyl I got you. Yes. You're welcome. It's a good soundtrack. I'm a good friend. Uh, going on to 18, which I... Stop saying the number, you numbskull. You talking to yourself? Yes. Uh, Ding dong. We're going to uh, Best Original Score. Fuck. And uh, yes. we have Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So this is one where I feel like actually Joker is merited, but I'm going totally. with 1917. How do you pronounce it? Hildur... Ooh, it's a hard one to pronounce. Juana She's like the one component of Joker where I'm like, give her the award. So, <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. So she also did the um, the score for Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Very good, yes. Very good year. A good year. Yeah. Yes. But um, she's done some other cool, cool <laughs> movies. She's done. She's done. A, she's done a lot of good scores actually. Um, but I'm going 1917. Damn I want straight. Thomas Newman to I win. I do. I do like the marriage story score. Yeah, totally. So, I kind of like it too. So yeah. fun fact. <laughs> Very whimsical. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah, I seem so like embarrassed yeah. to share that. No, no. So you should be. <laughs> Thank you. Because Marriage Story is you got a friend, yes, Randy I can, Newman, I can see, I can weird see. cousin. 
1917, Thomas Newman. Also strange. A lot of weird things going on. Um, I am going to give it to Star Wars, though. John. Wow, what I mean, a it's classic. his last one. It's his last one, and also, like... Has he the, ever won? The themes... He has. Yes. Much like how Duel of Fates is the best part of the prequels, the song in some of the prequels, Ray's theme is beautiful. It is. Hold on a second. You think Duel of Fates is the best part of the prequels? Yeah. Uh, what about uh, a little conversation that revolves <laughs> around sand? Okay. You're telling me that's... <sighs> If you could take an unironic component I'm of the being fucking ironic about it. <laughs> what about Waldo? What, what about Waldo? What about Waldo? You sick little bitch. I don't know, bitch. Robbie. You, I'm with you. That is pretty. That's good shit. That's good shit. It's like it's it's the it's the fucking best man. That's how John Williams made it. Yeah, he's just like he was like, holy shit. I do like that. Da, 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 da. Um, but I do think, like, you know, a lot of the songs that he's developed for this new trilogy are yes. really, really good. And, like, if there's any Star Wars song that you can hear in your head more so than, like, some of the OG stuff, it's the Ray theme. Ray's theme. The da, Ray's da, da, theme. That's also not from this movie. No, it's yeah. not, though. It's in it. And he flexes on it. <laughs> it's in it. It's in it. Yeah. Uh, just give it to me. I'll I want to give it to you. <laughs> just write me. Just put me down. <laughs> I'm going with Joker because I do think the score is actually very good, and I think they're going to give it to her. Anyway. I, think you're right. I think they'll but give it to her, and that would be terrible. I would like to see <laughs> Thomas Newman go home with it. I think that would yeah. also be yes. very cool. Yeah, that's his 17th that's, score. That's he's I'm never cool. won, and he's been nominated exactly. 14 times. This is his 15th Thomas, Thomas, time. Yes. Thomas Newman is the Roger Deakins yeah. of, of original score. scores. So, when he before Deakins won for Blade Runner, it was like. Get, yeah. You look up this guy's record, not even just the ones he's been nominated for. He's done everything. For. Yeah. It's so good. So good. And 1917 <clears throat> is just a baller. Has John Williams won the Oscar for Star Wars themes before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Triverge? maybe we'll get another one. Are you? Uh, on 1917. Yeah. All the way. Cool. If, if he doesn't win, he's going to surpass the other person on record for most nominations and never winning. Yes. No. Which is sad. And that I feel like that dead. might play into the Academy being like, oh, I don't know. I think they're going to give it to Joker, but I, I want him to win. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, Jack? Uh, you can also put me down for 1917. I think the music fits quite well. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. Yes, it does. The whole journey. Does anyone have anything to say about Little Women's score? It's good. It's service, good. It's serviceable. I think it's forgettable, serviceable. though. Yes. Yeah. That think, is unfortunate, because that composer, Desplat, is very great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. It's not my favorite by that composer. It is very good. I mean, Shape of Water, I can, like, hear in my head right now. Yes. Little Women. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. a single thing. It's, it's like, from ser- like, did you just literally say the word serviceable? It does exactly what it needs, what it to. needs to do, yeah. and there's kind of not a lot of room there for it to flourish and become something really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving right along then to what's next? Uh, best documentary feature. Uh, we have American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, Forsama, and Honeyland. And I have only seen Honeyland, and it is good, so I vote for Honeyland. <laughs> what are you voting for, Bernadette? I think I, this I have no context. Ooh. Diana was kind of telling me what they were about. 
I'm going to go for the edge of democracy. Me too. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to go for American Factory, even All though right. I haven't seen it. I think American Factory might be kind of like the... Safe? The safe bet. Yeah. I think Obama's. that's what they're kind of going for. We chose too soon. God, fuck <laughs> We should have listened. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard the cave. There's a lot of hype around the cave. Ah. <laughs> Nothing for edge of democracy. <laughs> for Sama is oh, the man. only one I've heard of. So, mm. Right on. For me. Honeyland's from A24. Listen, uh, Jack. <laughs> is that a lie? The majority of my list is not A24. <laughs> I think the majority of my oh, list is no. Wait, who has? Only half so. Who has more? There's six who, on my list. So who has more A24 movies, Jack or me? I thought I had more, or even me. I mean, A24 list. had a really good year. Yeah, you put Farewell, they were, and they I released a lot of good. Yeah. Not according to the Academy. No, no, no. No, according to the Academy, someone shot the Lighthouse. <laughs> the lighthouse was shot on a camera. I think the lighthouse just clearly existed, <laughs> and someone captured it in some way. Mm. Is that everybody for documentary? Yes. All right, and next up, best cinematography. <laughs> hey. Uh, so for best cinematography, we have The Irishman, Rodrigo Prieto, Joker, Lawrence Schur, The Lighthouse, Jaron Blaschke, 1917, Roger Deakins, and Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood by Robert Richardson. Deacons. I would go maybe Lighthouse, but I'm picking Deacons. If it wasn't for Deacons being on there, I would most definitely go for the Lighthouse. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. It's beautiful. Yep. Uh, I think the Lighthouse deserves to be on many of these other categories. I wish it didn't have to be in one category. Truth. The one category that it really doesn't stand a chance. But you can put me down for the lighthouse because I'm sticking with my heart. Oh, good for you on this shit. But you have to be insane. I, think, I do to think not think that 1917 is going to win this. Yeah, I mean, but they did just give it to him like two years they ago. Broke they broke the seal now. Give him two. Yeah, but they're notorious <laughs> for that. Where it's like he just yes, got man. it. He got it last okay. year. I also think the Irishman, Irishman yeah. could have a shot just because, like, again, like they they the CGI, the de aging, and the cinematography happened it's beautiful simultaneously. Because all those cameras had the, like, three lenses in it that would allow them to, like, do the de-aging process in post. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of revolutionized the way they shot the film. And, and it's a lot of, like, the lighting uh, aspect yeah, of the Irishman, one, which yeah. is very good, which Jack was talking about. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Beautiful. But I am team 1917. Just don't give it to Joker, and we're cool. We'll okay. see. We'll see. Okay, Oscar. Once okay. time in Hollywood is also, is also shot very well. Mm. I'll let my uncle know. Yeah, let tell Uncle Oscar. <laughs> tell Oscar don't fucking up? pick the Joker. Uh, is that everyone? <laughs> so. All right, cool. Now we're moving on to the the big boys. No breaks. No breaks. No, get right close. Right. So yeah. close now. All right, so we're doing best actor, and the nominees are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Woof. I think it will go to Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. But you're going to put that? I'm going to put that. Who's Diana? <laughs> are you, are you, are you, are you okay with this? You're bringing that into the world. Seriously? I I would like I think yeah, I'm going I'm out for blood. I think Joaquin is going to get it. I'm going to put down Joaquin. I would like just do whatever you got to do. I would huh? like I am yeah, man, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I would like Driver or DiCaprio to take it though. 
Driver because I, I feel like this would be really good for. We were talking about it earlier, yes. Birch, and I think it would be really good for Driver in his career path. I also think that he's very good at Marriage Story. I think it is a very reserved performance, and I think Leo is doing what he does best, but the best yes. in this movie. Yeah, I love Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So good. It is probably my favorite performance I saw mm-hmm. of that year. He's very good. But I do think they're going to give it to Joaquin Phoenix. But I can't be mad about it because he's so clocked in in that film. Whether mm. you feel that the film is he not good it. or is whatever, I do think Joaquin is very clocked in in mm. this movie. Mm. And I think it's deserving. I enjoy Leonardo DiCaprio's performance a lot more. But I think Joaquin is doing a very good job, and so that's why he's going to get my vote, because I think he's going to go home with it. I wish we got to see him being more Joker and less of him being Arthur Fleck. Yeah. That's where, I, that's where I'm at with it. Like, if I could be not a piece of shit about the Joker, which you're only going to get this moment and that's it. Um, <laughs> if I like towards the end when he's kind of like fully embodying this character that we've known from pop culture forever, and I feel like he's doing it very well. And you just don't get it for that long, you know? Mm. And then the whole movie is him kind of being this, like, bumbling idiot that walks into stuff and mm. apparently has issues. But, <laughs> but is also, like, white and gets whatever the fuck he wants. So, like, I don't really know what issues he actually has. Um, he's very poor. He's so poor. Class supersedes race in this case. I think. He's, he's so, so hungry. So. So, um, he's very hungry. He hides in the fridge where there is no food, which is yeah, why he can fit that's in there. Why he can fit in there? <laughs> yeah. Jack, I don't think it's a good. I think it's it's a serviceable performance with a completely poo poo doo doo script, an over overwrought kind of like just ham fisted teenage boy melodrama melodrama script um, that. Joaquin takes and transforms into something that is watchable. And I think he's the only thing that makes that movie watchable and not by the end I was clawing my eyeballs out. Um, So I I applaud him for that. And I think that he's been snubbed for much, much better movies that are much, much better written. And he has been able to take a performance and do something with subtlety and weight um, and reserve. None of that I – would think you can apply to Joker, um, but they're gonna give him that fucking Oscar, and I'm not, I don't like it, but they're gonna do it. Um, just like they gave Rami Malek Best Actor, mm-hmm. and I really like Rami Malek, and I really don't like how Rami Malek kind of got turned on by everybody because he won that award. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen to Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and I don't think it will as much. No. People like yeah. This he is doesn't more care a, anyway. This is more of a universally <laughs> kind of accepted role. But it's well, like yeah. it's like just the wrong, the right person, the wrong award for the wrong role. You've seen it before for man. the wrong reason. I mean, that's the Academy, right? There. Yeah, which yeah. the Academy loves to do. I mean, you say the same about Leo so, and the Revenant. Right? Exactly. I do, I do want to say though that Rami Malek is good in that movie. It's just it's the same thing with Joker. It's just like everything else around him is just so bad that it's just like kind of anchoring him down mm-hmm. and he can't like transcend into like that really awesome shit. Like, you know Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor yeah. just like Rami Malek and when you're watching Bohemian Rhapsody you're just like what's going on here that Malek isn't just like going skyrocketing sure. and it's like the rest of the movie mm. and I really think like a better writer director on Joker would have been a really like there's there's something there that this movie that movie just does not understand that it even has I don't think 
And I think it's like that's the thing that people are latching on to, but it's just not it's just not there. It's not it's not in it's not fully realized in a way um that a better writer director really could have like made that shine. Um Sure. And it's just uh, it's really a damn shame, I think. But they're yeah. gonna give him that. Mo- I would actually. I I have not seen Pain and Glory, but I would really love to see Antonio Banderas. Well, get well to, get that's it. what My I pick. Put. Hey, I love hey. you. Hey. I mean, so I would. Sweet. I would love for any of these other actors to win, actually, because Jonathan Price is really fucking good. Popas. Go watch the Popas. It's on Netflix. I would like to see he the is so he's good. Popas. He's so good. He's so good that he steals the show from Anthony Hopkins. Sir That's Anthony Hopkins. Tony. Tony. He's so Sir good. Tony. Tony Hopkins. Tony Hopkins. Tony Hopkins. Um, and Adam Driver killed it. And I still think Antonio Banderas is so fucking good. Adam Driver has time to get an Oscar. Yes, he that is does. the thing. Yes, yeah. but and the he thing will. is, we also are playing into the paradigm that got us into this mess in the first place by saying yeah. that. So we can all acknowledge that together. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has time. <laughs> at least a few more years. Yeah, but I don't think it's ever going to be a situation where Adam Driver is up for his like eighth Oscar, and I'm looking snagged. back and I'm like, why didn't they give it to him for Marriage Story? I hope, I hope you're right. So I, I don't right. feel that way about it yet. Yeah. yeah, I do think like I think it's one of Leonardo DiCaprio's best performances. Yeah, I thought you were going to pick Leo. I was, and then I was just kind of like, you know, I could really, I think Antonio Banderas getting up there. Imagine him taking the little statue. Be very he's got nice. his little face. You think he's up his, there? He'd have his like, Zorro sword. I imagine Antonio Banderas like always has his Zorro sword so with him. Nice. Oh, sorry, forgive me. I'm so congested. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do my best. He'd he do that whole thing where you're like, "Ooh, these things are heavy." Like he would do that, and you'd be like, "Yay!" Oh, It'd be so happy. It'd be such yeah. a happy moment. That yeah. would be very cool. But it's not gonna happen. Um, Maybe. Maybe. Is that everybody for Best Actor? Can we move on to I think so. Jack, I have you for Antonio. Is that correct? No, no. Put me down for fucking Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) That's who's going to win the Oscar. Guys are monsters. It's not me, dude. No, no, no. It's not my vote. I am a monster. You can do whatever you want. Uh, All right. Best Actress. Uh, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Cersei Ronan for Little Women. Charlize Theron for Bombshell and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Judy, Judy, yeah, I'm Judy. Judy. Yeah, that's Agreed. my vote. She fucking. Kills I thought I heard it. that Harriet was not that good of a movie, but I mean, she could still be a good performance I mean, in a not very look great like movie. Fair enough, fair like enough. Joaquin. Right. <laughs> there is. A, have you seen the trailer for Harriet? Yes. I, I feel like I have, but I'm like, I don't fucking there know. There is kind of looks like a TV movie. There is a moment yes. in the middle of Harriet that made me laugh. Harder than almost any other movie. <laughs> and I'm going to own it. And I will discuss it with anyone who wants to talk about it. I'm not trying to be insensitive to the plights of the true story and all of that shit. I am down with Harriet Tubman, let me tell you. Yeah. There is a moment halfway through that trailer where somebody actually says the lines, Harriet Tubman, welcome to the Underground Railroad. <laughs> <laughs> and it I was just like, that's fucking great. I The first time I saw the Harriet Tubman uh, trailer, I thought it was like a Harriet Tubman versus werewolves, like an Abraham Lincoln vampire. Because like, they're showing yeah. shots of the moon, uh-huh. and they're like, oh, there's they're wolves. They're running through the woods. They're running through the woods, yeah. and they're like, you got to be careful, Har- Harriet Tubman. Your name is Harriet Tubman. You need to be careful out there. And I was like, this can't be. Zombies this has got to be like a, like, a, like a parody. 
but uh, it's not. It's it's a movie. Um, it exists, and uh, I haven't heard anything about it. Unfortunately, yeah. So, you didn't see Judy, but man, you're gonna love it. I it yes. will make you crack crack. This is Judy and Bombshell are two that I want to try and watch before. The Oscars um, happen. Before the Oscars happen. That and the documentaries, I'm going to try and. Charlize get is those very good, quick. but man, Renee is really good. I really like. A, ScarJo's really good, too. I think Sorcerer Ronan's really good, too. Sorcerer yeah. Ronan's good. Scarlett Johansson's my pick, though. Yeah? Yes. All right. Really? Mine, too. Yeah. I all think right. uh, for all the things that Robbie said about Adam Driver that we were discussing before, I think that it is a very symbiotic performance mm-hmm. between the two of them. Um,. The only reason Adam Driver isn't getting my vote is because young Antonio, my sweet Antonio, <laughs> I love you over there. I love you. My Antonio. Uh, I think that Scarlett Johansson's performance in Marriage Story is one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen her do. And I've been in love with her performances since Lost in Translation all the way back then. Uh, she's a very versatile actress. She's one of the best actresses working right now. Great. The fact that she is in the biggest movie of all time this year and is also nominated for two Academy Awards in she two working. separate categories. She's working. She's very, very good at yeah. what she does. And her performance in Jojo Rabbit, which I haven't seen, I would imagine is different than her performance in Marriage Story. It is. Well, it's certainly different. But it's great. <laughs> no, no, that's why I would say yeah. that they are different. They are very broad, and both of those performances are different than... Natasha. Yeah, if you she's, want to talk about like yeah. range, yes. she's yes. designated yes. hitter for sure this yes. year. I would not be upset seeing her win because I do think no. I think that that would be a really good. cool acceptance speech to watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, oh my god. I, uh, I also think that these things Renee's, are so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Zellweger's acceptance speech is going to be weird. Yeah, she always—it's going to be she weird. Was, she was it's weird strange. at the Golden Clubs. <laughs> but everybody's drunk at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. There's an open bar notoriously at the Golden Globes. Uh, so, so by the time weird. you get to the end, like everybody's just shit faced. I think Renee is going to be like that at the Oscars yeah. there too, for Sweet. sure. <laughs> she seems like the kind of like sneak a flask in kind of gal. Is it not an open bar at the Oscars? I don't know. They have to pay for their drinks at the they Oscars? They probably have to just get up and walk a lot further. It's just like the fact oh, that there's that. an open bar at the Golden Globes is always so like notorious. Oh, that's right. It's like more like theater. 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 Yeah. 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 The Dolby Theater. Mm. Yeah. Whereas the Golden Globes are just no like in holders. one room where you can just get to the bar. Right. Well, they're all hitting their vape pens all night long. <laughs> Especially like Tom Hanks' son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Colin. Chet. No, uh, not Colin. Oh, wait, there's Colin. another one? Chet. Yeah, he Does has... he act? They're forbidden. No, they're forbidden raps. son. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, there's I not will, enough time. There's I not will, enough time. We you don't need to it. hear it some of this guy's raps. It's great. Oh, my gosh. He raps. Uh, did Goodness. we get everybody for Actrias? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on up to Best Director. We have The Irishman by Martin Scorsese, Joker by Todd Phillips, 1917 by Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time. And Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino and Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. Four of these are good choices and one mm-hmm. does not belong. Mm-hmm. One of these things is not like the other. So for typically my best director and best picture aren't split, but they are this year. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I do tell. I think best director should go to Sam Mendes and I want to see Sam Mendes take it because I think the direction in that film is incredible. It is really 100%. good. Yeah. Bernie, you just saw Night Seventeen like yesterday. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it affected you. Yes, it did. It is, but an I think it's. Movie. Yeah, it's I think cool. it's one of those things, though, that I'm not a huge fan of war films. 
Yeah. Um, my favorite war film before seeing 1917 is The Deer Hunter. Ooh. And a lot of that doesn't take place while they're at war. Fair True. Yeah. So I think that speaks to my lack of appreciation for super violent war heavy films yeah and 1917 tells us like mythic story where he you could read it as he died and he's on this other journey through hell or purgatory and ascending into heaven it's just so interesting and cool and i never thought i'd walk out of 1917 experiencing it the way i did Mm. and i think a lot of things obviously go into that but i think what he did with this movie is incredible and i I would like to see him take home that best director. Very cool. I would not be disappointed if he got it. Mm -hmm. No. I I will say that I think from a director standpoint that 1917 is is very impressive technically, but it did not land with me in the heart. I want to go with Ho! I agree. Um, I would be happy to see him take that home. Yeah, and I I just don't think... I. At no point did 1917 evoke that kind of emotional response from me, even though I really think it is an achievement what they pulled off technically. I, I think The Irishman, Parasite, to a lesser degree for me, Once Upon a Time, but like those movies do have a kind of heart that I think 1917 lacked for me personally. Um, my, my pick is for The Irishman. Um, I really think this is like Scorsese's like masterpiece. Um, and I would love to see him win for it. I don't. I'm against splitting the best picture. We'll talk about that in a second. But um, as much as I love Bong Joon Ho, and I would, Bong Joon Ho would probably be my close second choice. And I will be really, really excited if he wins. I hope he does. But I, th- I th- kind of think it should go to Scorsese for this one. Okay. Me. I'm going Ho. You're going Ho. Yeah. Birdie, where are you at? Uh, I'm going ho, uh, because I I do believe that uh, 1917 could win both this and best. But when you talk about best director, it's very hard to not also refer to best picture. I think that 1917 and Parasite could very easily take both of these. So my whole thing with Parasite is with with Bong Joon Ho is he gets director. International feature film goes to Pain and Glory. And then Best Picture can go to 1917 if that's hypothetically what happens. And everybody gets yeah. one. You know, if, yeah. if, if, if that won't happen, I think that Bong Joon Ho will do better with a director Oscar than he will with a Best Picture or Best International yeah. film. And I think that that services towards him more. I think that all of these people, with the exception of one, are phenomenally good at their job as directors. I.e., they know how to direct a movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that Bong Joon Ho. And Sam Mendes are kind of neck and neck. And the thing that really pushes Bong Joon-ho over is there's just a lot of craft in there. And I think that Sam Mendes, luckily, fortunately, has people like Roger Deakins and Thomas Newman to help kind of escalate his idea. And that's a movie is made by a bunch of people. And I think that Bong Joon-ho and Parasite is just all over that movie. Cool. If you've that's seen true. all of his stuff, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. he's kind of Definitely. whipping out the, 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 the toolbox. And he's like, oh, I remember when I used this in Snorpiecer. No, I you're right. And, it and is he's like kind of putting it all in there. really been fine-tuned in this mm-hmm. movie for sure. Very I, good compared to a lot of his other ones. I think a lot of our conversation, a lot of your conversations around the director, I'm saving my hoe for later. I'll just say that. But all your conversations around, like, why you're choosing Best Director is kind of why I'm going to choose Tarantino. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Some love. I think that 
everything in that movie gels the way it does because he is directing it. Very which true. Is, which is the thing. It's like it's a Tarantino joint. That's always that's his thing. That's what he does when he makes movies. But I think that he this is one of the movies that really show that him as a creator having an arc. Like, the meta-contextual arc that he's having as someone who makes Tarantino joints. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the most Tarantino while seemingly being the least Tarantino movie out there. And I think that comes from growing. I think that comes from restraint. I think that comes from putting a lot of, like, winky feet jokes in your own movie. Because everyone's talking about it. You know, I think it's... I think that Tarantino has always been on the cusp of, like, transcending himself... And not to show, not to throw like too much clout at the dude, but like, I think this movie pushes him into like, I almost wish it was his last movie, man. Like, I think this movie really pushes him into being like, oh, he has finally like fully evolved or has fully found like a capstone to himself. Like, if his next movie comes out and it's kind of like his old stuff, I wouldn't give him best director. It's because this is this that I think that he deserves it. Hmm. Cool. Very well said. Yeah. yeah, I think that argument applies to to Once Upon a Time, Parasite, and The Irishman equally across yeah. the board. I like. I think those directors are really like hitting everything that makes them their those directors, and everything that like is the journey of them as creators yeah. across their careers. Like comes to a culmination in each of those films for each of those directors. I'd like to say that it's like the reason that I'm not even bringing Scorsese into the conversation that I'm looking at like Mendez, Tarantino, and and Bong is because I've never been all that into Scorsese's gangster movies. I like Goodfellas. I like Casino. I like Gangs of New York. I like The Irishman. I've always loved Scorsese more for his aviators or for his... um, Taxi Driver. Like Mm -hmm. Kate... Fear, Taxi Drivers, Raging Bull. These are the movies yeah. that really stand out to me. And Goodfellas and Casino and Gangs of New York have always been just like really awesome movies that are the best of their genre that Scorsese made because he's really good at making movies. I've never labeled him as the gangster picture guy that he so obviously is. And I feel like a lot of the power that the Irishman holds in it is kind of walking in and being like, this is Scorsese coming back. And I didn't have that in there. So I feel like a lot of the the emotional impact of just the genre and him playing in that playhouse again was kind of lost on me. And the movie's already kind of long. So it kind of took, which again, I didn't feel, but I was just, I, I do feel like I would have loved the movie a lot more if I think that I was a little bit more checked in and into the idea of Scorsese returning to that specific genre, which just, if I'm being honest, I'm not. I I think that he can make anything and I'll watch it and I'll probably like it. But I just wasn't on board with the whole, he's coming back to the gangster thing. It's the movie he's been trying to make for 20 years. I was like, okay, how is it? And it's like, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. A little bit. I will say I think the the reason that explicitly the reason that the Irishman landed for me is because I think it is kind of the antithesis of those gangster movies. It is a gangster movie that is so not a gangster movie at the same time, and it is so distinctly about not being a gangster movie, Mm -hmm. and really like taking a lot of the kind of glorification of that stuff out. Not to say that not to say that any of those other gangster movies are glorifying that lifestyle, but I think it's really distinctly about that and about the price that is paid for something like that. And I think that, like, the heart of that movie and the character study 
kind of like portion of that movie and the way that it is were so reflective of like that aspect of his career and that aspect of that lifestyle and you know again i think the le- the length of that movie is in service to that because it is a lifestyle lived and the culmination of that and the outcome of that and the price of that lifestyle that is ultimately where those char- that character winds up mm-hmm. that i think is what makes that movie like I mean, land so hard for me yeah talking to you about it makes me appreciate it much more yeah. like hearing you talk about it all the like, yeah the lighting is really good in that and i was like yeah 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 that is pretty mm-hmm. good yeah it's a good movie like again four really good directors <laughs> yeah. on this list yeah and you picked Ho? I picked Ho. Bong, rather. But I'm just going to do a quick shout-out because I wanted Lulu Wang. Yeah. I wanted Greta yeah. Gerwig. Yeah. I wanted Alma Harrell. Yeah. I wanted Mariel Heller. Yep. They were all really excellent, and no yeah. one got nominated. It's weird. That woman And Little exist. Women got nominated for Best Picture, but apparently it directed itself. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Picture, it's just like, who do you think... Did yes. those things. Who do you think... <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> Who dis? Who dis? Yeah, it's bizarre. But it's yeah, fucking wild. Yeah, and so also yeah, I could see a spot in there that they could uh, they could have put. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's one I could really, yeah. I could really, like, you know, know or Noah just, Lombach. Yeah, put him sure. in there. I mean, yeah, sure, just crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a little like. Just, just get a little, just a little, maybe just a little, like, little, like in the movie Parasite. Out of all, oh, yeah, exactly. out of yeah. all of the A twenty four snubs, the farewell, the farewell snub, like, is driving me fucking. Insane. It, it really is it's maddening, in, and I'm insane. trying not to think about it too it's much. It's crazy. It sucks. Aquafina is just like so fucking good. It's amazing what she does with her face in that yes. movie at all times. She's mm-hmm. amazing. She's great. Moving on to Best Picture? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. And the nominees for Best Picture are Ford v. Ferrari, Dawn of Justice, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time, In Hollywood, and Parasite. 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 Yeah, Parasite. 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 Everybody, parasite. 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 Bring in the goat. <laughs> Bring in the goat. Gotta kill him. Parasite. Parasite. Uh, what more can be said about Parasite? That has not already been said. We've almost like glazed over it just because I feel like it's just like a ubiquitous. Nah, like, but we've touched. Just... We've touched on like why it's so. Yeah. It, like it's, I mean, we've it's... been talking about it all throughout this because it got nominated all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been so stressed out watching a movie in a really long time like i feel like i usually would save that for like the ari asters and and stuff sure. like that where you know um oh, even the safties yeah the safties for sure or the irishman like... still stressed me out or the mm-hmm. lighthouse stressed me out but definitely parasite was like you just like had that anticipation you didn't know what was going to happen but you knew some shit it's was very gonna unexpected and... yeah and it's yeah. very devastating too it's just like uh, I think it's, it's also we're also into it because like uh, Parasite is kind of like the movies that we like as a story screen crew like generally like more mm-hmm. and it and it is like hitting this higher echelon yes. of like Academy Award winning nominees where it's just like oh like we're like the crew of weirdos who like 
kind of eat everything that A24 gives us. Mm-hmm. We like weird movies. We like art house movies. We also like art house movies that have a little bit of a blockbuster flair. Mm-hmm. And Parasite is that, and it's getting clout. Well, I think that's why neon. we're all is neon. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, I'm saying like it's because we like those types. <laughs> like those types. The of, types of movies. we like weirdo yeah. shit. We like weirdo shit. I'm into studios now. Yeah, I'm really into following. So studios. Into, you gotta talk to him all the time. So into so. studios now. Neon puts on Megan Paramount show. is not doing good. Oh. it is not gonna work out for them. Oh, no. they have Sonic the Hedgehog coming out in a week, and they are scared. I bet they, <laughs> they are. are. Like, please, please. And I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll show you a little blue nightmare movie. Give it to me. <laughs> You just sell the ticket with a blunt. I told him. I told him. Like, just just, just, just send me the, the original cut, like before they redid the it. Snyder and I'll cut. Show that. Yeah, yeah, release yeah. The yeah, release cut. the Snyder cut. <laughs> I think that the, the thing that's Sonic, that fucked up original version. Right at yeah. least it wouldn't have been boring. And I think that the the worst thing that probably the thing that everybody's gonna say that about that true, Sonic yeah. movie is it's just kind of gonna be boring. Although I will say, and I've been saying this to Robbie all week, it's rated PG. This movie's for kids. Kids are gonna see it, so yeah. it's gonna be like for sure. It's for kids. It's not for you. I'm gonna watch it and see what it is. But this is probably gonna be something that like kids grow up with. They're like, fuck yes. Yeah, I think it, I think it's gonna and like, Cyclops. I think it's gonna have a very strong February opening weekend. Yes, and then that tail is going to just like fall. Oh. <laughs> Tails, miles, it's miles, like a mile, per, hour. miles Tails per hour. Yep. It's gonna <laughs> drop. <laughs> yep. That's anyway, best picture. Sonic yeah, Parasite. <laughs> That's next year. What That's would be preview. what would be your guess as an upset if Parasite doesn't get it? Nineteen seventeen. Yeah, would be the upset. I think. I could see them giving it to Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah? I think that mm-hmm. Nineteen Seventeen and Once Upon a Time are very likely dudes, but I also do <laughs> think that Irishman is something I, that like they yeah. like those movies. I would like yeah. to see Little Women get it because I want to see that whole cast. And Greta Gertwig get on stage and be like, "What the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this thing's so heavy. They're all just like, or like Taika. See Taika with TT up there for JoJo, and then like, I don't yeah, know what would, the hell he would say. He would cry, but also say something like beautifully yeah. full of wisdom. <laughs> what is what is the Green Book of? The Joker. Joker. The Joker. Is it though? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck what do you the think fuck it is? It's the Joker. Hey, look at me when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, serious. No. This is getting okay. ugly. All right. Let me let me rephrase that. Green Book. Okay. I never saw Green Book. <laughs> From what I understand, it's Green strange. Book it's is not. Okay. Green Book is not a bad movie. No, not at all. I think Joker is a bad movie. Uh, so what uh, is the what is the I don't think just the Joker like, is huh? any more a bad movie than Green Book is. I think Joker is just has a lot of shit around it that you cannot help but have it influence you and be a part of the conversation because so much about it is half the movie's plot is talking about it with people because the movie doesn't know what it's doing. You have to talk mm. with somebody about it and be like, "Well, what did you read? What do you think?" And it's like none of that was in the movie. I tried to div- divorce myself from the conversation around Joker going mm, in to see Joker. So, yes. Yes. And I liked it. And I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's an Oscar nominated right. movie. And this, like, it's the same with Green Book, of, where it's yeah. like Green Book is just, it's fine. Yeah. You throw it on on a Sunday afternoon and your grandma likes it. <laughs> but like getting it nominated and then it it's winning, it's just like you want to kill yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's like a slap in the face to art. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, so the, the Joker, bit. the Joker does feel like. I mean, what's that really fucking awesome quote that we saw on Twitter? It was like uh, obvious. If you've never, if you've never been in the ocean, of course, a pool seems deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is, you know, that is, it is a little mean. Who said that? 
It's somebody just tweeted it out, and it's I a little found meme. it. And Wasn't I sent it like a letterbox review. It was a letterbox review. Yeah, yeah. Someone gave it one star, and they said that, and I like my my hair like blew off of my head because I was like, <laughs> because again, yes. it, it yes. is a movie. Please. It is a movie that has all of the ingredients of some of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. but it's how you cook something that makes yeah. it taste good. It doesn't matter what's. It's a lot nicer than when I say it's art house movie for stupid people. That's a way nicer way of saying it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think that movie is treating you as the audience like a fucking idiot the whole time. No, we're just I think it's nasty. I think it's I think it's getting nasty here. Disrespectful in the way that it it really don't I don't think it has anything to say, and it's also treating you like an idiot with the information. I think at at the end of the day, it's kind of like what Burton said, where I think it's it's a movie that's like it's it's structured in in a good way. It's it's good of movies of its ilk. It, is, it does not belong with these other movies <laughs> in this category. Yeah, I just think if you've made up your mind that you don't like Joker and that it's not for you, I think your mind is made up, and I think that's fine. I'm, huh. I mean, fair enough. I think there are. I mean, I sell it. I don't like it. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. bringing this back around though to a positive note because sure. I think Parasite is the exact opposite because yes. I think both those movies are trying to talk about similar themes class. around class, yeah. and I think Parasite. Is almost the opposite where I think uh, – I've seen some people read it, I would say, wrong, objectively mm-hmm. wrong, in that the way that it's talking about class with these two families who are so on the opposite end of class, it is – the conversation is above just like which one of these is the bad guy and which one of these is the good guy. Totally. It's, this is the system that has brought these two, not only separates these two in such a vast way that – the upper class family doesn't even is completely aloof, which you can see funnel all the way down to the multitude of billionaires who are even saying that when Elon Musk says Parasite is his favorite movie, <laughs> bro, you missed it. Yeah. You missed the whole thing. There's a it's crazy uh, what they did to that in, rich in looking at uh, <laughs> in looking at like editing all of the videos together and stuff like that. I was trying to track down all this different advertising stuff because there's no sound in the video, so I could use German. Uh, commercials yeah. or like foreign language commercials because it wouldn't matter because I'm not using any audio and sometimes you have different scenes in there because I was running out of scenes during the end because we all picked the same movies because we all love each other and we it's, like the same it's movies. It's true, we do. Uh, and uh, one of the Parasite, like I think it was like a Dutch uh, tagline for it was like a picture of the whole of both families together uh, with the black bars over their eyes and it says, uh, who is the imposter? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen like, that poster. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that there's so much nuance like that is in everything from t- the top down like from the production design to the performances to the writing to like everything all just kind of comes together and reinforces itself and and just has a lot of depth and subtlety to it that is just Top to bottom, yeah. just that's why I think that is why it is at the same time like a f- weirdo movie, weirdo movie person that movie has like a lot of mainstream that traction. Also, yeah, on it, it yeah. is just like totally hit big and is like everyone is talking. I mean, about it's it. the thing that a studio like Neon dreams of. Neon's yeah. only been around for about two or three years. They pretty much pick up a twenty four scraps because they have people that work at both of them mm-hmm. simultaneously. And it's just like a huge win for them. And I think yeah. the only reason they got Parasite, and I might be speaking like out of my ass here, but I'm fairly certain that I've heard that the only reason that Neon got Parasite and A24 didn't is because A24 spent all their money on The Farewell. Because The Farewell mm. was the very big get at, um, uh, 
Fantastic Fest and Sundance that year. So they were like they spent all their money on the farewell. They already had Lighthouse and Uncut Gems and Midsummer, Midsummer in the bag because they have those directors in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and again, I don't know how much of that is one hundred percent correct, but it's at I'd least seventy five percent correct yeah. that the Neon just really hit it big because they were like, "Well, I guess we'll go with this one," and it just the, the advertising marketing behind the just the natural social media presence of that movie is just insane. That trailer. It's is a incredible. good trailer. The fact trailer. that you watch the trailer and you see the scenes in a certain context and yeah. you're like, oh, I know what this is going to be like. Nope. Yeah. And then you see those scenes in the movie and Very it's different. completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So There's cool. that line in the, in the trailer that says, like, you think it's, it's one thing and then mm-hmm. it shifts yeah. and morphs into something else. Mm-hmm. And that it's did not trick. prepare me for what it no, actually is. No, totally. And the fact that I still know people who haven't seen it and they don't know what the what – the, uh, it's not even a twist. I call it the trick. Like yeah. it's, they don't even know what the trick is, and it's yeah. like that's cool. You need to watch this movie immediately before that gets ruined yeah. for you. Because when that shit happens, you're just like, ha ha. It is really. It's such a palpable like paradigm shift. It's you're just like what the fuck? It's yeah. a different it movie. Gives you whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that it's not an English movie. Yes. Like yeah. on top of all this, it's like a miracle. And that, that it's Parasite. very popular with English speaking crowds. Yeah, yeah. It's it's everything around this movie and where it is now is a miracle. I think, and it's so good. I think it's just it has so much momentum. I want to keep pushing that boulder. I want to be Sisyphus pushing that boulder up the hill towards oblivion. Like I just want that to happen. We'll see. Well, we have officially hit just under two hours. I think we were the most concise we've for been this very podcast concise. Yeah, we've definitely. ever been in an Oscar prediction podcast. I think in the past. we were. I, I think we also had fun, <laughs> and I think we all probably have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I, I just want to take my headphones off. My ears hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're done. I, I pissed done. my pants. I'm we didn't take any breaks. Oh. That's our whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're just doing this speed uh, round. But so, guys, thank you so much for joining me and talking about the Oscars. We'll get to talk about our best of pictures pretty soon. Uh, where we'll get to Ooh. talk about some. More into the lighthouse and uncut gems. We can talk some more about the farewell, midsummer, A twenty four movies. It was a really good year for A twenty four. That's what's going. It cats. really was. Talk about cats. We'll talk about cats. Um, and then touch on a little bit more of these guys too, because a lot of these guys were on a lot of our lists. Uh, so um, thank you guys again for doing all this, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember. Uh, Story Screen Presents is the name of the podcast, but there are loads of episodes within, all of which uh, we all actively host within and without. We have uh, Hot Takes, we have Cathode Raycast, Overdrinkers, Tri-Kai 9, uh, loads of fun stuff. And also get ready, 2020 listeners, because we have the return of some mini franchise shows coming back. We're catching up on Fast and Furious. We're getting mm. some Batmans in there. Burn and I mm. have a pretty cool... Uh, uh, Say it out loud. Yeah. We've got a pretty cool Edgar Wright series that we're going to be coming out with. We built this trilogy. Nice. It's going to be really neat. We're going to be releasing it over the course of like the first half year or so. It's going to be fun. Um, so look forward to all that. Storyscreenbeacon.com. You can find all of that. Plus all of our best ofs uh, and stuff are Please on there. All that. five of us listening, all five of us talking, as well as um, super delectable snack Jeremy Kalajewski. <laughs> and also mm. newcomers, uh, Sofia Kisto and Pierce Allen. They did their top tens and top fives, respectively. Mikey made us some sweet videos. Made some cool videos, yes. which I wasn't able to do last year. So I'm going to make up and make the 2018 ones this year. 2019. No, the 2018 ones. Using the platform that I just figured out because it made it way easier to do it. You guys were right. Doing individual ones is way easier. I tried to argue with you because I cared about my art, but I listened to you. 
One long you. epic is fun now so. and then. Yeah, I can I can just put those all together into one epic if I wanted to, but I'm not going to because I'm tired and I don't want to open Adobe Premiere Pro for at least a day. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Treat oh. yourself. So thank you guys again for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks again. Peace. Bye. Bye. This heart and mind thing. I'm just gonna. Blood. Go for blood. You want blood sport? You want blood? No, no, I'm gonna go with my heart. You're going for freedom? Yeah, Jack. You're a coward. I'm just gonna go with my heart. Coward? I never win anyway, so why not pick the ones I like? Is Burn. Burn always wins. I won the first year. I won the first year. Robbie won the first year. Well, I forgot about it. it She was like, I'm gonna play it nice, and I was like, fuck you. (laughs) I learned my lesson. Now you know.